too, but... I'd watch that set. <laughs> Gibson are like a PR fucking dumpster fire, aren't they? Oh, they are, especially like moment. this year. They've been fucking terrible. Yeah. So, uh, mm. welcome to the Little Slice podcast. Oh, God, we're going right in. That's, that's okay. how, that's how oh. we'll, we'll start it, with I like uh, it. just I abuse ready. towards <laughs> Gibson. <laughs> Catch us all off guard, I like it. Oh, yeah. uh, Edgy seat. So, yeah. That's the Gibson sponsorship. <laughs> if Gibson came to me with a sponsorship, I'd I'd lap that shit up. I, I thought you were gonna say, <laughs> I tell him to fuck off. I'm <laughs> rock and roll. You yeah. take that sponsorship, and then they'd sue you for taking that sponsorship. <laughs> yeah, I'm happy with it as long as I get a Les Paul. Be all right. All right. I'm currently on the hunt for a gold top Les Paul. So the 180 can, that you've done on Les Pauls is astounding. It's mad, isn't it? <laughs> you do to, 180s on guitars, but this Les Paul one has gone from like. The worst guitar ever. Hideous. <laughs> I had a Les Paul. Not versatile. I had a Les Paul. It was just too heavy. It started like really hurting my neck. When yeah, I was but they got that meaty sound. They do this, sound nice. This thing is like, I, I still don't like a lot of them, mm-hmm. but gold tops are beautiful. That's true. And some vintage sunbursts are pretty nice looking, to be fair. Yeah. yeah. Let me tell you about this little known piece of music gear that I prefer. Uh, it's called an SM58. You might have heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing more to, to say about that one. It's, uh, it's a great bit of kit. We're not even using SM58s to record. We're, We're using not, the no. competitor AKG D5. And there goes the uh, Shaw sponsorship. Sorry, Shaw. I, I <laughs> love you. Mate, if, if Shaw want to give me uh, some, some S, S, S7Bs, SM7Bs, I, I need some of that oh, shit. I actually, uh, I don't oh. even use an SM58. I use a Lewitt MTP50. Yeah, because so you're Lewitt a pretentious. Wanna, oh, it's <laughs> so if Lewitt want to give me a sponsorship or a brand deal, then... Uh, yeah. Right. Domino's, do you want to sponsor? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. Imagine every week we sat down to do this podcast and like, as soon as we hit record, Domino's guy turns up like, here you go, boys. Yeah. But who are we sponsored by this week? Because we had my <laughs> EP last week. I we ain't got shit, so... No, we we're gonna be sponsored by Scavengers you know what? Yeah. this week. You know, I'll put my chips on the table for this one. This week, this episode is sponsored by my band, Scavengers. Your album, your band. There we go. Oh, I wish we had an album. That'd be funny, wouldn't it? No, as in like the album this That'd week is your pick. Funny. That makes sense. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So, welcome to the show. What's the show called? The Little Slice. Who are the hosts? Uh, it, one of them is is me over here. <laughs> <laughs> Over where? <laughs> right over Again, here. another visual direction on an audio-only platform. Uh, I'm Spike. I didn't say my name. <laughs> well, you did. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. No, you didn't. I didn't said he? me over oh, here. Me over here. That's, that's your name now. Hi, me over here. I'm Dad. <laughs> we don't need your name. You're just over there. That's all we need to know. What is your name then, Dan? Uh, I'm, I mean... <laughs> wait. <laughs> Missed it over by you. This has been ruined. <laughs> This was my one shot, my 15 seconds. So welcome to the Little Slice Podcast with your hosts, Marek, Spike, Jim, and that guy over there. Uh, actually, my name is me over here. God damn it. <laughs> That's my cousin. Uh, yeah, so we're going to discuss some, before we do, some music today. Before we do any discussion, I do need to uh, do a little eating of my own words. As in, last week, I was saying that Andy Warhol was not a song for me. Uh, if you've Uh-oh. been listening to it, I have. Uh, yeah. I've turned around on it. I quite like it now. It's class. It's huh? grown on me. It's absolutely grown on me. And I, I think I said I'd call you out on this. 
What's the other thing you said last week that you haven't done? I said I'd have social medias and stuff ready. And what haven't you done, Spike? I haven't made social medias or anything, right? I don't need you. <laughs> Just wanted to commit that to That's to the on the record now. It's on the record. Ugh. <laughs> <sighs> Bloody useless. People. Absolutely Amateurs. useless. Amateurs. It's almost no as if you'd upload a podcast and not prepare it to be uploaded to multiple platforms. <laughs> now, who Don't would be do so that? silly. <laughs> Unimaginable. Available on wherever you listen to podcasts? Oh, hello. <laughs> so out of curiosity, the episode episode one now has been out, well, first recording now has been out for two days. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you guys had any, any comments thrown your way? Any reactions? I, I've not personally. Mm, no. My mum asks about it. Well, I've, I specifically <laughs> had a message uh, given given to me uh, by my friend Kelsey. Hi, Kelsey. Uh, Kelsey says, "I've never listened to anything more painful than you trying to name the members of the Beatles." <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Cheers for that, Kelsey. That's fair enough. It was a strong way to start. I agree. I I was listening through it, and I, I obviously I was editing. I wasn't just listening to my own podcast. But, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah I was, who would do that? <laughs> I was listening through it, and and I, I got to that point, and I was like, this is too good. I'm going to yeah. have to isolate this bit and put it out as promo. That's what the kids call a stinger. <laughs> when, yeah. the, when the promo came out, because I, I said, there are six sides, and then everyone immediately jumped on Marek. And I was yeah. like, I was for ages like, what in God's name was I going to say? Yeah, <laughs> That's one of the you funniest parts of that. The six clip. sides to George Harrison's oh, LP. Yeah. But you just kept interrupting. No, we I just kept, kept interrupting you. Yeah, just got stopped by Marek not knowing the Beatles. Yeah, <laughs> you almost let him get away with it because he goes, "Who's George Harrison?" And you go, "Did you know that it was six sides?" And <laughs> six we're like, "Whoa, wait, hold on, wait!" Hold on. He almost gets away with it. The oh, world gosh. was worse off for it. The podcast was better for it. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've, where are we up to now? We're talking about what's, what album we're going to uh, be talking about over are we? the course are we of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, we sound. are. Well, uh, this week is Marek's pick, so I'll let you take it away, Marek. It is Every Time I Die's album, Low Teens. What do we reckon the peak position of that was on Billboard? Oh, straight into it. I have <laughs> no fucking clue. Um, I, I wouldn't have guessed Are we this. talking a specific... Like, I, um, I can't imagine. I, I, I don't know. It just it, says it, a position I, I doubt, on Billboard. Well, I doubt it's going to be a top... It was just on Billboard of October of 2016. I can tell you it was there for a week. Uh, uh, I'm going to go at number 32. I don't know how many it's out for, because isn't the Billboard Top 200 a thing? This is Billboard 200. Oh, okay. Uh, 32 is quite high. Did you say 32? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, I thought I was lowballing it, to be honest. I don't know. I I was look, I was googling them. And I think they've had a few albums out up until oh, yeah. low They've been going since nineteen ninety eight. Yeah, yeah. Mad. they're an old band. I'd, I'd never heard of them until this point. Same. Um, no, actually, that's, that's a lie. I had. <laughs> I'm gonna go fifty. You said thirty two. You said fifty. Mm-hmm. Then I will go lower again. Then I'm gonna say I'm gonna say seventy five, just to sort of bridge the gap. So the closest to a one we have is Dan. It was twenty three. Oh, oh yeah, my boys. It was there my for boys. a week. That was the, a week on the charts. So it was 23 nice. and then just <laughs> disappeared. Fair. Uh, that's decent, to be fair. Like, mm-hmm. I'd be happy with that. Pretty good. <laughs> Hell yeah. I mean, again, they've been gone for 20 years. I mean, yeah. What a mm. band. Oh. Yeah, they sort of. That surprises me that they've been going for, like, that long because the album's full of beans. There's <laughs> a lot of beans. Full of beans. You know, just a bit tired oh, by the end oh, of it. Like, like, every time my beans. Like, Metallica's <laughs> new stuff. 
you know, since like <clears throat> Death Magnetic has been still Metallica, but fairly old. Some could say that every time I die, I'm Metallica without the drugs. I don't get it. <laughs> it's a lyric on the album. Oh. I know. God damn it. Wow. Comedy. Okay. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, we'll dive right into it. Interesting stuff, yeah. Shall we just dive right in with song number one? Yeah, song number one. Here's the uh, little, little stinger of it. That was Fear and Trembling, first track on the record. Who wants to start us off? Do you want to start, Marek? What an odd way to open an album. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) I don't know if there's another song I would have picked as an opener. Oh. All right. (laughs) (laughs) My only thing thing is, is, as much as I do love that riff at the beginning of the song, I think it probably kicks off, obviously, from the Though It May Haunt Us line. Mm -hmm. I think if they just, out of nowhere, just open with that bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, way cooler. That's fair. Yeah, so it's, a, it's a, just a weird jilty. I mean, maybe it's to to make you uncomfortable. I find it uh, just it it that me and Jim listened to this album for the first time uh, on like a five hour car journey. Of <laughs> like in, we hadn't even got out of Cardiff. There was just yeah. traffic, like <laughs> bumper to bumper, and all we could hear was. But this song made me very concerned <laughs> for the album I was about to listen to, mm-hmm. uh, and unfairly so, because we'll get onto it. But I, I enjoyed the album a lot more than I thought I would. Mm. But this song was exactly what I didn't want to hear. Um, I found it just slow, mm. really boring. It doesn't go anywhere. Um, but then over the past couple of days, I've been thinking, maybe they did that on purpose to lower my expectations for the rest of the album. <laughs> and maybe day, that's why I quite like the rest of the yeah. album. <laughs> One day someone's going to make a podcast and this is going to throw them right out. Yeah. <laughs> Specifically, I've, uh, I've got it here that on the day that you were stuck in traffic at 1.58pm, Jim... Listening to this album in this traffic is making me homicidal. <laughs> <laughs> I did find while I was listening yeah. to this in preparation for the podcast, everything I was doing, I was doing a slightly more angry version of it. <laughs> like buying stuff in Tesco's, just like, ah! Yeah, I was just ramming cars off the road. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I feel like it could be a decent track in the album, mm. but it's really strangely placed. I get that. Mm-hmm. I think it could be a great change of pace later in, maybe during another section of the album, which I'll get onto later on. I think it could could work better if it was a mm-hmm. bit further down. Yeah, I'd agree with that. I sort of view this. I, it sounds dramatic, but I viewed this song as like almost a bit of an ordeal. I listened to it on <laughs> the way back from work, and I had like a really long day at work, and I was like tired and a headache. And I put this on and I was like, just not enjoying myself. Like I was really, <laughs> it was upsetting me. Um, it's, I just feel like it's not particularly melodic, which is where I think some of the high spots of the rest of the album comes in. But I do think that might be the point. S- sort of like what Dan yeah. said, but more so that it 
because you know you mentioned that the subject matter of the album isn't very nice it's not very comfortable at all mm. so i think it might be that it's a bit of a tone setter and that it puts you on, on a bit of an edge agree. definitely because yeah. the way the guitars are sort of playing chords that sort of make you feel a bit like oh yeah uh, mm-hmm. Upsetting the community, sort of thing. I <laughs> Those definitely. damned youths. It does the sound youths. like an album written by a load of lads who had asbos. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but. but no, I think that again. I think that does fit the album quite well, and sort of lets you know what you're in for. Mm-hmm. Also, you know, you can edit Wikipedia, right? Mm-hmm. And I, I just really want this to be real. <laughs> in Buffalo, they've been honoured with an annual holiday on December 15th that named after them. That is absolutely no correct. No way. What? Yep. <laughs> is that what that's, that's, genuine, yeah. that's real. Yep, that's a real thing. Oh that's my mental. God. Is it just called Every Time I <laughs> Every Die? Every Time <laughs> I Die is a national holiday. <laughs> well, national, it's in Buffalo. Also that's as well, one of my other favorite things about this band is, so Every Time I Die, shortened to like E-T-I-D, so E-T-I-D, and then they've got this little uh, like weekender, I think, and it's called Tid the Season. It's like a Christmas event. Oh, oh, that's quite it. good. They are boys. That's the type of wordplay that lyricists live for. <laughs> Over to Spike with the weather. <laughs> uh. <laughs> On the note of uh, lyrics, though, I'm... Yeah, it's an album opener. There's, there's nothing too spicy in this one for me. Yeah. But I mm-hmm. do just like the delivery of the line, um, especially at the end, the last delivery of it, with the, though it may haunt us and break our hearts, death cannot tear us apart. Love it. Yeah. Right. I that <laughs> yeah well, definitely sounds like some kid's edgy poetry. <laughs> well, that's the thing, right? So uh, Dan and I were talking before we, we hit record, and Dan says that as, as the lyricist, he's surprised that I particularly chose this album because not much lyrically there kind of thing. But see, it, it's like he just has a dictionary made of sandpaper. You can quote <laughs> me on that. It's just very raw, very abrasive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a line I'll get to later. That I hate. <laughs> it just it just doesn't hold hold back you know, or try to be flowery, yeah, at all. And I, I vibe yeah, that. I get that. Enough. But then you don't like Rage Against the Machine. I don't like Rage Against the Machine. Uh, knowing how last week I got <laughs> oh, absolutely God, happening again. destroyed oh, for the Beatles hey, and Hunky Dory. Look, I'll be honest. I need a teaser for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> this has just become bait. Just us all screaming at Mary like, what? Hang on. Okay, a moment of silence. We got this. Who are Rage Against Machine? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Lord. We're just baiting the audience. I like the idea that the Facebook banner is every week going to be Marrick hates dot dot dot. (laughs) Week on week. What does Marrick hate this time? Uh, Now, Rage are just like the riffs. Well, Tom Morello is a person. Um... Of all things we well, can say that, about him. There's so many takes flying out here, I can't even keep track of them all. Tom nah, is a person. He's a person. They're um, just riffs. They're, yeah. Nah, it doesn't do any, it doesn't really light a fire in me. Uh, I also, and this is this is particularly spicy and very um, like specific, I don't like his accent. When when the guy's doing his, I couldn't tell you his name if you want to tell me. Is, that, is it George Harrison? Harrison? Zach. <laughs> is it like Zach Della Roja? So uh, I couldn't tell you. Yeah. I, I, uh, He's got a very uh, is it Brooklyn accent. <laughs> uh, well, they're yes. from Buffalo. No. Oh, that is <laughs> that is a band called Every Time I Die. <laughs> We're not talking <laughs> about them anymore. We're talking. Oh, about... sorry, I, go, I was completely. I was lost you trying got, to find you the vocalist. Stop getting lost in your fucking iPad. Yeah. Sorry, I was looking. <laughs> Last for... week you were just obsessed with the six sides of the album. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I'm here to find facts. All right, Had a bit of flavour to us. Uh, you said. Where did you say he was from? Brooklyn. He sounds like he's got a Brooklyn accent. The oh. East Coast, 
He's actually from California, <laughs> from the complete <laughs> other side of the country. But you got the right country. There's your teaser for next week. Yeah. <laughs> Marek hates American geography. <laughs> Marek hates America. That's <laughs> it. I never get a visa, boys. Um, yeah. All right. But um, yeah. So you don't like rage. Nope. But you enjoy this with its raw lyricism. But it's not that I, no, it's it's not that I dislike Rage Against the Machine on on account of raw lyricism. I just don't like his voice. That's fair. Enough. It doesn't do anything for me. Fair enough. But that he's got them stonking riffs. Mm-hmm. Like I feel like if you, even if you've got some pretty boring lyrics, as long as the delivery is done in an interesting way, kind of makes up the slack. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think his delivericism, delivery, delivery <laughs> of his lyricism is really good throughout the whole album. Yeah. Um, I, think, um, I think Hendrix said something like, "It doesn't matter if you can't sing, as long as you do it with passion." Or something like that. I am riding the coattails of that <laughs> entire career. <laughs> That's the next Scavengers album title. Uh, yeah, but can you tell us who Jimi Hendrix is? <laughs> He's one of them what woodworkers, isn't it? <laughs> ah, shall we? Uh, have we got much more to say on fear and trembling? I don't really know. No. no? All right. Well, uh, let's move on to track two then. The witches. Yeah. I'll see you boys in the pit. Mm, <laughs> hell yeah. I think uh, after the first track being such a dud, I uh, very much enjoyed this one. Mm-hmm. It's got a lot of energy to it. It comes out strong. It it it's got a real like punky vibe, uh, at least instrument wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that feels to me very much like a song that would be better live. I think yeah. if they could pull that off live, like as tight as it is on the album which I'm assuming they probably do because if they've been playing for 20 years that'd be unbelievable because like this we were talking about it while we were playing that little bit the drums are amazing um but the whole song overall it's so like quick it just doesn't let up as well like it goes into like half time you know breakdowns yeah. a little stuff like that but <clears throat> so much of it is just like fast paced like I I wasn't sure what genre to expect because we'd sort of pigeonholed you as a emo boy yeah, and i was like <laughs> i don't know what emo is anymore um but to me this sounded like thrash metal and i don't know if if you like disagree with that but that was what i was getting like in i was getting a bit of like on, on a few of these songs i think this is the most thrash metal-y song yeah on the album i think 1977 is close as well but just the way that it is so just ridiculously fast and ridiculously intense i was into it this is the song that when i'm in tesco it makes me want to like spin kick the cheese <laughs> section <laughs> why the cheese in that section late night <laughs> in hate cheese. late night in 24 hour tesco and you walk around the corner there's just some guy spin kicking the cheese section <laughs> <laughs> well it's cardiff <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> gotta give him all that one warning you know like one two three <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> it's a layered joke, boys. Is it? Yeah. <laughs> so on. yeah, we've got the new banner. Just Marek hates cheese. <laughs> Marek hates 24-hour Tesco's. <laughs> yeah. On the note of um, 
lyrics that I think uh, can be made up for in the sense of delivery as well. Something I'm not a fan of. There you go. There's the new banner. Marik hates AAAA rhyming sequences. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's one of the last sections where this, he... This banner's getting more convoluted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> don't have enough room so on the page. <laughs> Just really tiny letters you can't even read. He rhymes lurch, search, dirge, and church. And I'm like... What's oh. the third word? It's D I R G E. Is that like dirge? Oh, yeah. Dirge. I think he said dirge. Dirge. Funeral dirge. I respect the hustle if he was just making up words to go with an <laughs> AA rhyming thing. He's doing a little Wayne or something. Didn't cut. Oh, little Wayne did that, yeah. Yeah. Millie millionaire. <laughs> I'm a millionaire. <laughs> uh, why does little Wayne sound like he's from Boston whenever you do? Because he drinks yeah, syrup and lean. <laughs> well, like the front man of Rage Against the Machine. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, I, d- I just think it's a much more fun song to listen oh, yeah. to. Mm-hmm. Um, I did, I've got here, I'll, I'll be honest, I can't remember what the ending sounds like now, but uh, I've got here, the ending doesn't have enough momentum uh, to make it impactful. Does it need it? Because the rest of the song is pretty darn impactful. <laughs> I'm trying to remember <laughs> yeah, the beginning of the next song to see if that from, from compensates. What, from what I remember, I just find it, it sort of, it's like it's like it, it has this high energy the whole way through and then you could because they, they they like drop it at the end don't they it's not like a proper like full on thing but I think that's the issue is that it's not like yeah. they don't go full on with it and I think if you'd have kept that energy up and then gone for a really like full on ending it would have been a very nice contrast to the rest of the song but yeah. as it stands the ending just feels a bit weak compared to the rest of the songs mm. I for one am thankful for the breather um, <laughs> get out of the pit for a minute and just breathe <laughs> not even a minute mate. it's like what 10 seconds yeah. Yeah. it's right into the wall of death yes yeah. uh, it's quite funny as well actually last week obviously no matter how many complaints we leveled against Hunky Dory Dan was like uh, well I think it's great <laughs> so this week no matter how many complaints you leveled against this album I'm sat here like well I think it's great I, I only have really I had a good time listening to it, but the only complaint I really had was I couldn't just sit and listen to it all the way. Yeah, I just I was just kind of depressed <laughs> to be honest. I was going uh, out just picking up my groceries, like I just. Oh. We'll, we'll get to it more as it goes on, but um, there there was it got it gets to a point in this album when I'm like speed it along. Oof. Yeah, I'd say this is the deluxe. By the way, we are doing the deluxe doing edition. The deluxe. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, so it's a lot. But 15 songs I think it is mm-hmm. yeah it's 15 yeah. Uh, a hefty boy it's quite hefty but yeah um, yeah I, I sort of to elaborate on what you're saying I found that if I did try and listen to this the whole way through I had to be doing something else like yeah I listened to it while I was like walking around town or whatever but like I'd not been that worn out by an album since I tried to listen to like a Slipknot album front to back do you know what I mean yeah it's, it's, I'm not saying that there may be a similar type of band to Slipknot or they match the intensity or anything like that. It might also just because I don't listen to heavy music as much anymore, but I was really like, it does kind of wear you out almost mm. in a sense. Yeah, I get, I can listen through and really enjoy the first eight tracks mm-hmm. and then skip to like track 12 and then I'm I'm done with it for a bit. Right, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, I, I think any of these songs really would fit for me on a playlist. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. not necessarily in the context of an album, just listening to them as songs. Yeah. All of these would fit easily. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which is a nice contrast from last week with Hunky Dory that was really built to be an album. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank you. <clears throat> um, Absolutely I... dying here. My voice is going. <laughs> All right. Shall we move on to the dulcet tones of C? <laughs> I like the title. I like that title. Mm-hmm. Good what a chin. Yeah, I know. I think this is the first time when I was listening to the album. I thought, oh, right. Yeah, no, this is. I'm really enjoying yeah. this. Mm-hmm. I, I get annoyed at myself of how much I like some of these songs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and this is a, a very enjoyable one. The chorus is great. Mm. The, the riff's great. The only thing I would say against this track is uh, much like you with, with Rage, the. the vocals in the verses just don't do it for me i don't know what is it, it is yeah. there's something about the tone of his voice that... see i quite like the change because obviously with like glitches and everything it was all quite a lot of the very screamy mm-hmm. yeah and no, it's pretty much been that and this sort of gives him a bit of a chance to do something a bit I, different i like I enjoyed i like a lot of his um less screamy vocals mm-hmm. and I, I really like the chorus in this like the, what he does for the chorus but the verses for some reason i'm just i don't know whether he's whether it's something about the note that he's hitting, he does like this little slide at the end of the the long note, and I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and no, I get you. Um, but the, it's it's a very like I, the rest of the song works so well that I don't really mm-hmm. have too much of an issue with that. Yeah, yeah I, get what you mean. I probably sympathise with him a bit because it's it's like that section where that that riff, the one that they kind of open the song with, where he first starts mm-hmm. singing. It's like it's, I think it might be the best riff on the album. I think That's fair, yeah. I was I, mean, I was really trying to figure out which one it was, and I think that one's right up there. Um, and the drums going along with it complements it really nicely. And I think it must be hard to try and sing over that. And I think it 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 does kind of sound like he was like, well, how do I put you know lyrics over? Yeah, this just I, like yeah, absolute... I, c- I can sympathise with that. Yeah. To be fair. <laughs> Like unless he's gonna start like sounding like Buster Rhymes or something. Now like, <laughs> that would be turn around. Yeah, that would have been impressive. Just have Buster Rhymes feature. On. <laughs> I'd be all about that. Every time all I about that. Buster Rhymes, <laughs> I would do all that. Well, he did Linkin Park beat Buster Rhymes, so you know, <laughs> natural did, evolution. Uh, Snoop Dogg did an out, like a song with some really obscure emo band at one point. I have a weird memory of this. Could be another Mandela effect thing going on with me. Honestly, if Scavengers featuring Snoop Dogg could be a thing, like <laughs> that would be my my career. I've been, I've been. There's so many things recently that have been Mandela effect for me. It's really messing me up. Like I have a really We're now distinct a philosophy podcast. I, no, just, this has been really annoying me. I have a really distinct memory of last year at Reading, Post Malone threw a giant bag of weed in the crowd, and then I was talking to someone who who was also there, and they went, "No, I didn't see that." Uh, this podcast does not endorse drug taking. No, no not endorsing at all. It was Post Malone <laughs> doing it. <laughs> I wasn't uh, close enough to get any. For my grandmother but... listening, I'd like to say that I do not partake. Uh, <laughs> my friends are not bad influences. <laughs> <laughs> Despite moving to Cardiff, I am still your favourite Christian boy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's been really messing me up because I swear I saw it. Other people have told me they swear it didn't happen. Well, you know, 
who cares? Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't the Post Malone podcast. Right. Welcome back to the Little Slice podcast. <laughs> well, Jim's finding this thing that I you found it. Well, I searched Snoop Dogg emo song. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be in your search history now. Yeah. Surprisingly, not much came up. Uh, there was something called My Medicine that apparently features Willie Nelson and Everlast. I think Everlast are a Might have been rock band, aren't huh. they? But yeah. it says the genre is country rap, so... Died then, in that, case, uh. in that case, I could have completely fabricated this. <laughs> what album is that off? That might be my next album. Uh, that is off. <laughs> Love a bit of country rap. Uh, Bill. I think it was a single. God damn it. We can make a two-hour podcast out of a single rebel. Oh, we do that. We do Old Town Road. We're fine. Go on. I'm not going near that song. Oh, oh, you know what? I People give that song a lot of flack. It's, I think it's quite good. I don't hate it, but... Um, it's catchy. I, I feel like it's not something I want to... Endorse. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, anyway. C++. Yeah. <laughs> there's, um, there's a bit at the end where it sort of drops and he, he says, I'm going to need another universe. I tore mine apart. Uh, I know he likes to put like, not necessarily, I use the word comedy here very, very lightly in this sense, mm-hmm. where you, you like a little on the jokey, jokey side after a very serious song and a very serious album. I enjoy the way he just drops it to like, I'm going to need another universe. I oh, love it. Yeah, that's, that's like one of the highlights to be on the on the record. That's right. Mm-hmm. I like them. There's some harmonies on the uh, what bit? It's like it's probably is it a pre-chorus, possibly. Um, I can't really explain how it is because I can't <laughs> hum it because it's like the most <laughs> intricate thing going. But there's just there's some interesting harmonies on it. I think that and it remembers m- might be the only two songs with harmonies. I think. I don't yeah. think there's any in map change or who, uh, who needs harmonies when you got fat riffs on that. <laughs> well, it's a it's a strong argument. <laughs> that you're making. Very good song. Mark, you may want to stop moving your leg because I can hear your chair squeaking a lot. Might be mine. Could Whoever's mine. squeaking, it's, I mean, mine's definitely squeaking. But I'm just saying, <laughs> all the chairs squeak. Then this is unavoidable. Just two pounds a week can help <laughs> fund for new chairs for the Little Slice Podcast. I want a DX racers next, and week. for Spike to have a haircut. <laughs> he definitely needs one. So please yeah. give generously. Oh, Check out our chair. socials it's to see what. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything more on C plus? You got anything? Uh, else? You haven't said much. I'm just <laughs> thinking, like, I mean, you chose this album and uh, you've no, not I, said I much. I should only say good things about this album. That's I'm fair enough. More hoping that uh, you're gonna. Tear I feel it apart. bad because like there'll be parts when I'm I'm, I'm going in on it a bit. <laughs> yeah, but I was when I was editing the podcast for last week. I realized you you like didn't, didn't go really in on Hunky Dory shots. at all. Well, was I mean, right times. now, he's about to spit some bars on it. I'm about to spit some bars on Hunky Dory, boys. <laughs> it's Marek's it diss track on David Bowie. <laughs> My name is Marek, and I'm here to say... Hey, David Bowie. <laughs> this album sucks. <laughs> Not the rhyming couplet I would have gone for. <laughs> um, well, we were saying we wanted to get a, a theme song for this podcast, so I think if I did a diss track for Bowie... That works. That could only go down I, I feel open. like you should do a diss track for the Beatles. As the as the theme song, just having no <laughs> reference What's to them at song? all. Yeah, What's George Harrison. <laughs> I don't know anything to say about George Harrison. You, you know and the rest of them. <laughs> What's the song where at the end they're like imitating Eminem and they're like flogging the Beatles? And, no, there's a, there's a song. There's a song, like, and at the end they're making a joke. Pretty about sure Eminem it's Yellow Submarine. Is, no, oh, is it? Yeah. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, you know exactly the one because you and I have made jokes about it. At the end of the song, I can't think who it's by. I think it's an Eminem song. Uh-huh. Or he's uh, on it's it. The guy, it's, he like samples that video of the guy taking the piss out of Eminem. And he's like, with the shenanigans and the ranigans. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that was... That's going to yeah. be my, my George Harrison rant. <laughs> Harrison, Bananason, <laughs> Gramerson. Just to get us back a little bit, the full title of the song is C++, Love Will Get You Killed. It is indeed. Let's move Big on. Mood. Big uh, mood. <laughs> thought I'd get that out there. Two summers. Two summers. That's a little bit of Two Summers. This song's great. It is. Yeah. Good. It's very. It's quite different from the rest of the album. Oh, it's it's very different. I I've, I've been saying all week. Uh, this song reminds me of Drenge, Highly Suspect, mm-hmm. and uh, a, a band called Buffalo Fuzz, which are a two-piece uh, yeah. American like. Just well, specifically that one song, Perfect Man. Well, no, the whole like that whole album sounds pretty. Like too reminiscent of this, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Um, That's a good show. I hadn't thought of that. But this yeah, is the it, only song that he is just singing on. Yeah, it is a nice break. I think. Mm. Yeah, definitely. To have something a bit more, it's a bit more sort of like. So it takes it back to a bit more traditional punky, but then throws in a lot of like different genres as well. Mm-hmm. Which I think, if the album was fully just the thumping drums, heavy mm-hmm. guitar, it could get quite grating but um, mm-hmm. this <laughs> <laughs> you should just listen to Buffalo Fuzz if, you, if that's what you want but no I really enjoyed this song mm-hmm. yeah I thought it, it kind of sort of like blindsided me when I was listening to the album but yeah. in a very good way yeah that's a that's a, a good like analogy or reference to what the, that opening bit sounds like it is kind of like really early you know like punk stuff yeah and then it's just like a riff that just keeps yeah. on going round um I was saying as well while we were listening to that, I spent the whole time I was listening to the song trying to figure out what band it was reminding me of because it doesn't, if based on my understanding of Every Time I Die, which is the rest of the album, it doesn't sound to me like an Every Time I Die song in a mm. not in a bad way because I think it is like you say a really you know really good change to have, um, and it is a really good song. And I think I was just saying like. Pearl Jam was the closest thing I could come to in the sense that I don't even really know why. Like I think it's it's got harmonies that I can just imagine Eddie Vedder doing, and then it's got it's just kind of like this sort of chill. <laughs> so, so did you hear that? <laughs> I didn't hear that. I didn't. I didn't fart, boys. It just everything came up the up the gullet. Oh, <laughs> I thought you was. I did a really weird. I didn't know lines. what you were doing, but you just made a really strange face. Oh, I'm just, I'm can you just please like, just like on the edit, just like really crank up his mic for like yeah. one moment? It literally, cause I, I'm just going through like a, a what's that, one point five liter bottle of uh, Doctor Pepper. Two liter. Two liter. Yeah, and, and all the gas just went. Just out. <laughs> like, oh, you just shit. look so scared. Yeah, I was wondering, <laughs> if, wondering if anyone heard it if it came through. Like it was just this weird, high pitched. I just thought you didn't know who Pearl Jam was. <laughs> yeah, um, I was thought. I was like, well, I said fair, Eddie Vedder. Eddie Vedder. I was like, nope, no idea, not a clue. Right, That's a bit more forgettable. Yeah. I do see what you mean with the Pearl Jam sort of analogy. It does mm-hmm. sort of have that Bobby Head sort of. Yeah, it's kind of they're quite like a. It's almost groovy, grunge. Yeah, and I yeah. think this has a lot of like for want of a better word, like swagger to it in the sense that it, you know, 
just kind of rolls mm. through each different section. And then it also has cowbell. <laughs> More oh cowbell. <laughs> I got a fever. I can't do this every episode. That's the only description. <laughs> Mark Cavell. <laughs> We're going to run through the entire SNL sketch right now. <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt me. Oh, I think man. I had a point and it's just jumped right out of my head. Um, it's probably to do a cowbell. Uh, cowbell. Just, <laughs> the second I hear that word, everything else just goes. <laughs> it was, oh yeah, the, this song sort of is another one that I can imagine live has that really sort of big feel to it. Mm-hmm. You can imagine all the crowd jumping up and enjoying that. Mm-hmm. Less pits, yeah. more just like grooving to it. That's the thing. I well think there'd be pits in this song. Oh, oh people are going to pit for anything. I watch <laughs> people pit to Joji. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was the worst pit I've ever seen in my whole life. It's a slow dancing in the dark, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, there was one in slow dancing in the dark that was really good. Like, oh, I'd, I'd pit to that. Um, yeah, this this song is like it's it's got as much energy as as the album before it, but it's a different type of energy. Like it's yeah. Leather jacket on, shades on, bloody. So old school rocker yeah, sort of thing. Proper mm-hmm. cool. Big fan. Yeah. Um, also, really enjoy, again, on the note of like specific lyrics. He has a <clears throat> the weird I get my nerve. Oh, I thought you'd never ask. Oh, that's, that's a cool <laughs> line. I like that. That is quite nice, actually. Got yeah. some bravado that you need. I don't know what more there is to say. It's just a really cool song. If, well, if I had to recommend any song from the album, yeah. it would either be C or this. We've not yet started ranking. Uh, where oh yeah. Oh, uh, Mario, do you want to do your ranking? Absolutely, do. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> we've we've just completely glossed I, over I, that. I, I well. really wasn't sure if we were going to do that every week, but we can. Do you want do. me to do it? Because you've got a lot of things open there. I, I have two things open. You've got a lot of things open. <laughs> you're, there. you're fine. Take my one thing away from me. <laughs> hey, you literally just said you've got two things open. You've got me there. <laughs> I'll give you a third thing. You can tell us how many sides George Harrison's has <laughs> got. For the record, though, isn't one of those things an episode of The Simpsons? That technically that is behind the yeah, Wikipedia okay, page for okay. the time I die. Busted. <laughs> I'm just rewatching the golden era of no, the Simpsons. No, not busted. Great. The Simpsons. <laughs> God. <laughs> I think it's almost insulting how this song has they like three songs worth of riffs. Mm. Like that opening one that's like the sort of old school punk vibe, then the first slow one, and then the second slow one with the cowbell bit in it. It's just like, it just doesn't stop. It just keeps on coming with like new, interesting stuff throughout the whole thing. It's really fun to listen to. And it's just so cool. Yeah, it, it is, is really It really is cool. cool song. <laughs> it takes a lot of balls to pull something like that off, I think. Mm. Especially because like, they don't, they're not a band that has like bravado. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. they have a lot of anger. Yeah. But they're not like, you know, so like a band like Royal Blood has more bravado than is probably legally allowed. <laughs> um, Spicy take, but and I say that with love because I do love Royal Blood. But yeah, you know, it's just a class tune. There's not really anything else that needs to be said about it. Yeah. All right. So what have we got so far? The so three. far we got uh, Fear and Trembling. Fear and Trembling. So we got uh, at a fifteen to play with you. Yeah. yeah. I reckon Fear and Trembling is going to be. Probably around like the 13, 14 mark. To oh, be honest. I had I had thirteen ready, so I'll put it on thirteen for yeah, that. Yeah, thirteen. Yeah, I'll give it the benefit of the doubt. You know, Sounds well, good. it all moves about. Yeah, yeah. Which, by fair. the way, is really annoying to fix on those. So <laughs> have fun with that. Okay, so then you got, got glitches. Uh, yeah, uh, I quite like glitches. I'm gonna chuck that one. Actually, I'm gonna chuck it at six for now, just because I know I got the top five yeah. for for extra spicy boys. Ooh. Okay. 
Uh, two summers. Actually, no, sorry. No, C++ no, plus C++ next. Plus. Uh, C++ plus plus I will put at number 10. Hmm. Really? I, yeah. thought, I thought you'd have that higher. Don't lie. Now, two summers I'm going to put at number two. Oh, oh. yeah. I'll, I'll Agreed. Yeah. Number two summers, am I right, boys? Hey, oh. No, not right. <laughs> You're very wrong. Uh, I'd like to announce my official resignation and <laughs> departure from the Little Slice podcast. It's too much. Uh, Didn't that happen last week? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Marek's just going to quit every week. Marek hates the Little Slice podcast. <laughs> That's the final episode. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bit well, weird having the final episode two in, isn't it? A <laughs> uh, little fun fact so. about the album. Uh, well, it's not really about the album. It's about the band. In September of 2017... Daniel Davidson parted ways with the band, citing exhaustion from touring. He was replaced by Clayton Goose Holyoke. Nice. I thought you were going to say Daniel Day-Lewis. Daniel Day-Lewis <laughs> left, man. He'd been, a, been in it for ages. Well, you know, he did leave, like, quit acting and become a cobbler for a bit. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. If I'm right, though, every time I die, I've been um, really bad for, like, retaining members. I'm sure their bass and, bassist Just and drummer is, like, constantly stopping. Reading them. through yeah. this, there's been a lot of people leaving. Mm. But I'm I'm always a fan of hearing somebody with a nickname and music. So Goose, I think, is quite nice. <laughs> it's like yeah. Top gun. So uh, currently we have on Mark's ranking two summers at number two, glitches at number six, C plus plus at number ten, and fear and trembling at number thirteen. Okay. So, okay. So. Uh, Spike and I'm here to say you didn't start recording, Stop did you? It. Stop doing that. It's the best. It cracks so, me up oh. every single time. Oh god. Um, I love ET in a major way. <laughs> so awful lot is a song. Ooh, you say that like you're not a fan. Uh, Hot take time. I've, it's got some nice riffs in there, mm. as, as Jim said while we were um, not recording. <laughs> Uh, it's sort of, it's got some nice guitar tones, mm. uh, some chunky guitar tones. Mind. What we were saying well, about the riffs is like you sort of have to pull that sort of like gritty face when mm-hmm. you just hear that it. Stink in. face. Yeah, you but, smell some of it. It doesn't smell too good. <laughs> that ain't <teen> spirit voice. <laughs> I find um, the intro outstays its welcome a bit. Um, um, I feel that way about you on this podcast, Daniel. Oh, you know what? That's fair enough. But uh, <laughs> if you want to edit it, that's fine. <laughs> nope, I leave that to you. Checkmate. Um, I, I, yeah, I've got down here. I feel like it could be taken off the album, and I wouldn't really care. I no way. No, I disagree uh, with that. It, I'm not, yeah, all right. <laughs> Let me save my stuff. <laughs> no, I need you to know now. Uh, to me. To, to me, <laughs> it doesn't have much outside of the riff. Even though I, I do really enjoy the riff. And that's the dun 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 dun, dun. or is that the chorus riff? I, I think I think all the riffs in it are like decent. Yeah. But um just aside from that. Not not much going on for me okay. outside of that. Yeah. Um and the worst part about this line uh, sorry, I'm jumping ahead of myself there. Oh. The worst part about this song is the line Oh don't say it. We had such promise. Okay. But then we broke our promises, uh, which he insists on repeating yeah. multiple times, and uh. it makes me cringe. <laughs> Fair. Because I, Forest promises. I, I just find that it's someone who's gone, like, 
and I, I know exactly what it is because I used to do it myself when I like started writing lyrics. Mm-hmm. Is he's gone? Ah, oh, promise, and promises. We had such promise. But then we broke our promises. And he thinks it's really cool. <laughs> he thinks it's like the coolest thing anyone's ever heard. So he has to repeat it like I, four times. I think mm-hmm. you're going a bit too deep on it. <laughs> I think it just sort of worked and he just stuck with it. Nah, as as someone who has been in that position <laughs> multiple times, that is exactly what went through his head. And I can guarantee it. Look, won't work forever. That line gets repeated three times. Yeah. And... And I love it. I got that's, it. that's why I did it. So I, I, I know exactly what he's doing. I don't want to do this to you, but it is a really good lyric. I like it. Oh, uh, no. Nah, I'm on I'm on Dan's side on this one. I think he could have put that in and replaced it with possibly any other lyric from this mm-hmm. song, just going off the top of my head. Yeah. And I think it would have been better. I yeah. would say it isn't... I don't think it's worth repeating, but yeah. I don't think it's a bad line. That's my line. issue with it. I think it's, it's inoffensive until he makes it like the centerpiece yeah, of the ending of the song. that's my main issue with it, is that he does... It, because if he'd said it once, I'd be like, all right, I'm not a massive fan of that line, but it's just like any other line in the song. But the fact that he fixates on it tells me that he's gone. I like that. People need to like know that mm. I figured this line out. <laughs> yeah. He had such lyrics until he wrote more lyrics. <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> he's Gollum or something. That's what it. it feels like. That's what it <laughs> <laughs> You just experienced it right then. <laughs> Filthy lyricist. <laughs> no, I'm with you, Dan. I think it's it's, it's not um, it's not a, a world changing lyric. I'm not going to get it tattooed on my body, but um, <laughs> yeah, it's inoffensive for me. However, the highlight lyric in this entire song is just boldly stating, "Acknowledge me, you motherfuckers." <laughs> yes, it's that's boldly. how I feel when I message our flat chat saying, "Does anyone need anything from the shops?" And you both ignore me. <laughs> No one's answering my calls. <laughs> That's how I feel when I share the podcast. <laughs> hey, you're valid. Also now give other. us a start. <laughs> <laughs> the other lyric I, I'd point out in this song is, uh, we used to talk to God with acid on our tongues. How fucking edgy. But I <laughs> the love edge it. on that. Oh, I love it. The edge on that is edge, just it? enough to break our promises. <laughs> nice. Cut yourself on that edge. Oh, man. <laughs> I was, oh. Oh. The fuck is that? Sorry, that's my dishwasher. <laughs> <laughs> this is a professional... <laughs> <laughs> Go on, you first. It's just such a good joke, we had to say it twice. This is yeah. the issues you have with open plan. <laughs> <laughs> open plan, also known as everything that you need is in this room. <laughs> You'll never leave. An open plan for open Dan. Nice. Huh. <laughs> promises. He's like, that's a better lyric than promises and promises. Um, yeah. Yeah. Right. I uh, <laughs> cut to the elevator music, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> it's scone time. <laughs> I uh, I wrote down in my notes um, best guitar tone on the album. I don't know why I feel like I need to give every like come up with a best blank on the album. <laughs> C plus plus is the best riff. This has the best guitar tone. It's that one. It's like... Which is exactly how it sounds. Yeah, it is. It's, you know, oh. You've got the tone perfect there. Oh. For a moment, I thought we were actually listening to the song. Yeah. I, I feel like we need a little <laughs> awards show at the end for all your top picks <laughs> of the album. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, the piano outro. Oh, My yeah. God. Oh, I love that. I love that. 
That is so spooky in a really good way. Also, the song just kind of cuts to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that. It's very eerie, very haunting. It's like hitting a brick wall. It just like stops. But mm. in a pleasant way. Mm. A, a pleasant hitting of a brick wall. A brick wall, wall mm. of beautiful piano playing. I'm going to chuck this on my list at number five, please, Number Daniel. five, okay. It deserves top five. Um, while I'm putting this on the list, uh, does anybody want a scone? Don't, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> Let's hand it over to the viewers. Is it scone or scone? <sighs> Wait, you call scones. it scone? Scone. Thank you. Scone. Would anyone like a scone? <clears throat> ignore, the, on, ignore the northern heathens. I've, I've, you've gone to the trouble of making them, so I'll have a scone. Oh, fresh made, nice, yeah, hit me. Because you haven't gone you to, to the trouble you? of making scones, you've gone to the trouble of making a scone. No, you haven't. Uh, I'll have you know, I've gone through the trouble. <laughs> right, I'm going I'm just through we're having this discussion, we're going to put on another song from this album and just start spin kicking each other. Right, should we pause for scones? Yeah, let's pause for scones, and and while we eat scones, you guys can listen to the the dulcet beautiful. tones. The what, best what is it with you song. and dulcet tones? I like dulcet tones. <laughs> the best name song on the album. Scone with the wind. Uh, Ooh. <laughs> um, yeah, this is. I, I don't want to join I, your stupid cult. No, it's not. I didn't want to join. I didn't. Your oh. Stupid cult. <laughs> anyway, doesn't it say at yeah. the end? Your it, cult. You're, anyway. right. you're right. You're right. This is like a Fallout Boy album. <laughs> There's another one on here that's just as long. Alright, well, here's that song. Yeah, um, I didn't want to join your stupid cult anyway. Indeed. Lucky for you, I didn't invite you to. So, uh, yeah. Anyone got any hot takes on this one? I wouldn't say. My favorite song on the album. Wait, no, second favorite. Really? Go on. Yeah, second favorite song on the album. Genuine. Ah, Mm -hmm. Huh. Okay. Um, Really like it. I really enjoy the energy of it, which is like what I seem to be saying for most of the tracks on this (laughs) album. It's a very high energy (laughs) album. Uh, Because I know nothing about this music. (laughs) 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 Um. Yeah, it's a good energy. Uh, I think the halftime bit sounds chunky. Yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. Fan of that bit. Other than that, I've not got a lot to say on the track, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's not loads going on. There doesn't need to be loads going on. It's just no. It sits track. sits in the album about the right place. I think. Yeah. Sort of gives you the sort of jump up a bit with the halftime, mm-hmm. and then sort of breaks down at the end, which is quite good. Mm-hmm. Uh, as is very typical of this band, it's very uh, balls to the wall all the way through uh, mm-hmm. in its yeah. own way. Yeah, uh, it's it's one of my least favorite on the albums. I'm going to say. Oh, uh, lyrically, it's just not much there for me. Um, it's, it's still cool. Like, it, it, don't get me wrong. Even if I put this, uh, I'd probably put this like number twelve, maybe or something like that. Uh, it's still like I still love the whole album. Any highlights yeah. lyrically for you? Um, that's a very good question. No, to be honest, <laughs> I don't think so. Um, it's. It's just nice. <laughs> nice it's is a, nice. maybe the wrong word to yeah. use considering the, the style <laughs> of the song. Yeah, it's cool. Um, so if I do quite like the, uh, especially the delivery of the I'm hardwired to short out. It's just hardwired and it stops. I do like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but otherwise, there's nothing. I don't, in the same way that you didn't like the We Had Such Promise, I mm-hmm. don't like the drink up, drink up, drink up, yeah. drink up, drink <laughs> up, drink up. But it's inoffensive. See, when I heard this song, 
I thought the bit where he starts going, we're going to get carried away. I was like, that's got Marrick all over it. Because <laughs> I think there's, you know, there's a bit of like a double meaning to it. Is it like we're going to get carried away and we're going to get Aggie? Or we're going to get carried away as in <laughs> we're going to get carried, carried away. away by a wave or by a tsunami or something like that. You know, mm. levels. Very, Slides. very smart. Profound. It's pretty deep. <laughs> I also enjoy the... Uh, the difference you put between a wave and a tsunami. <laughs> yeah, different types of waves. You know, I know a few different types of waves. Well, you can surf that one, and that one will kill you. Yeah, <laughs> they are the two things this song can be about: <laughs> waves tsunamis and tsunamis. Yeah, different uh, but the same. I think this is the best instrumental track in terms of the, the musicianship. Uh, I think it's the best instrumental on the album for me personally. Um, I think it shows a bit more like I, I googled them and uh, Wikipedia, which is obviously a really fount, you know fountain of valid knowledge, uh, called this band um, I think hardcore punk. Mm. That has been described as metalcore, hardcore punk, and post-hardcore. Yes. Uh huh. And I think the post-hardcore bit especially comes through in that uh, breakdown. You know, mm. the one that's got like the the it's like that sort of hallmark of post-hardcore we have. A really heavy, chuggy, maybe even genty riff with the double bass drum, double kick pedal going, mm. you know, in time with it. Just worked for me. I think it's something that's not really, I couldn't think of it really being on the rest of the album, you know, like a proper like breakdown, yeah. you know, of that variety, if you want to call it that. So yeah, I don't know. It's just one where it caught, caught my ear every time going through the album as something where I was like... Oh yeah, that's fun. You know what I mean? Yeah, mm. yeah. That's fair play. I enjoy the uh, the delivery of uh, the core or the uh, not joining your cult line, especially because it sounds yeah. like. I mean, obviously he might not have, but it sounds like he just recorded all those lines in one take, all the mm. way through, straight through. Because mm-hmm. he sounds very um, horse, fucking knackered. By yeah. the end of it, like <laughs> that last scream yeah. is really like impressive. As you well. can hear the effort behind. <laughs> yeah, it, you know I mean, so I do he's like that. Fuming. Yeah. Oh, fuming anyway. He's tamping. <laughs> <laughs> also, as well, on the note of him being like metalcore, uh, you guys <clears throat> might agree in your own genres, but I find like metalcore specifically, I can only find like I don't like this genre uh, as a general rule, but I, I know this band, I like this band, mm-hmm. don't need to listen to anything else. It all sounds a different shade of the same. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of get what you mean, yeah. Yeah, I would, I would yeah. agree with that. I think there's some bands that do it better than others, there's some bands that sort of set themselves apart, you know, when I used to listen to that type of music set themselves apart by doing by having the ability to do other things as well i mm. think but it's, it is like you say i think once you've heard one breakdown you've heard 90 percent of breakdowns well the only two hear. ingredients you need for a breakdown is a zero and a one isn't it so i mean oh i get it yeah, yeah right. <laughs> <laughs> that's a guitar joke right the drummers are like wait what <laughs> where's the one and where's the zero on it I'm pretty proud of that one, to be honest, boys. Yeah, that's pretty good. So you had it at number 12. <coughs> yeah, I probably 12. put it like... Oh, yes. All right, man. It's good. It's just not... Uh, not quite Carling. It's not Carling. <laughs> oh. I'm not writing that. I don't. Name. Carling was... It was the sponsor at Reading, and warm Carling the entire time was gross. That's I mean, the Carling f- in general is not nice. Yeah. And there goes the Carling sponsorship. <laughs> Sorry, Damn Carling. It. Colin is the first drink that I tried to drink. It was at the uh, like end of high school after you have your 
prom or ROA, as we called it, record of achievement, because we had to be different. <laughs> we went to a field and I attempted to drink. I think I took like two cans of Carlin, drank half of one and was like, this is terrible. Like, why would I not just have a can of Coke or something? And sat there feeling sorry for myself. You Without- and I had a very different experience after prom. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine that to be the case. Without implicating my, my family in like child neglect. <laughs> oh, God. Sure, Here we go. I'm pretty sure the first time I got... Uh, got drunk was uh I was like 10 years old off uh, <laughs> off red wine uh, a whole lot of red wine no, to be fair, I, I was drinking red wine when i was young but i put some water in it so i could drink with my family that sounds awful it's not great but i was a child <laughs> your mixer was water <laughs> yeah, it was red wine to water it down that's something they do in france Fair. And my parents think they're cultural what, what <laughs> they a... listen to this so thank you for that you've uh, <laughs> Because I, I briefly met your family at uh, graduation day. You and, did. And you guys were lovely, but if, if you come at me with red wine and water, we, we're done. <laughs> you, we out of here. You are not someone who I would imagine would want to water down their alcohol. <laughs> <laughs> I'm being very called out here, and I don't appreciate yeah. it. Well, that's my experience from all with sides. Prom was stealing all of somebody else's carling. Decent. <laughs> Decent. Right, right. Shall we uh, move on? So the next song oh. is It Remembers. Oh, yeah. All right, here we go. I was quite annoyed with myself after listening to this song right? because I wanted to come into this podcast and be like my favourite song was the most vocal damaging <laughs> heavy shit piece of music on the album just to like be all controversial but this is my favourite one on the album and it happens to be the one with Brendan Urie on it. <laughs> I told that, you like That it. pisses me off because, <laughs> right, um, I don't like Brendan Urie on this track. Fair. Uh, I, I think Keith Buckley's vocals are fucking stellar on this track. Mm-hmm. This And I wish he'd sung it all. This was the song where, because obviously listened to it for the first time for the podcast, when that first riff hit, I was like, oh shit, yeah. okay, mm. okay. So, so, such a nice riff. This yeah. is the one song off this album I will be adding to my playlist. <laughs> Very nice. I, I, I think that is like you were saying about like my favorite parts off the record. This mm-hmm. that riff is is the top like my favorite yeah. riff on on the whole album. Fair enough. Yeah, it's just another one of those songs, just like uh, Two Summers, that sort of like sort of deviates away from how the rest of the album sounds. Mm-hmm. And I I love it. I think it sounds great. Also, it has like the ending that you never really hear on live out al- like on albums anymore you normally only get it live when they sort of do the they're all playing the last bit yeah. building mm-hmm. up to a big end which i mm. really think was just really fun yeah that's definitely something a bit different um i think it sort of plays into the fact that i like it's like you say there's a few songs on this album where you can see them being really good to listen to live i think this one would be up there you can imagine brendan yori popping out and singing higher than everyone else popping out out, doing his normal thing of singing really high there's one lyric that he sings it's it's that like dead drawn out one i don't know what the words are like uh, uh, yeah 
it seems like really, really high because he's Brandon Yuri. So <laughs> what else is he gonna do? You would, wouldn't you? Yeah, I I do like this song a lot. I think it. I, there's definitely ones I prefer. I think if I wanted this type of song, I would look elsewhere. Mm. Maybe other bands. I couldn't really name any off the top of my head. I don't think, but definitely I think because it is a bit of a departure certainly from some of the other songs on the album but again that's never really a bad thing as long as it's done in moderation if it just went like all over the place to loads of different spe- ends of the spectrum then it wouldn't be very good but because it's j- there's just a few where they kind of show that they've got a bit of versatility mm. you know definitely is a welcome addition yeah this song was sort of like a and every time I die, gateway drug, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, this was the very, very first, I think, categorically say it was the very first Every Time I Die song I heard. Considering that this album came out in 2016, I want to say? 2015. 2015. And I'd cite Keith Buckley as one of my biggest influences. No, no, 2016. I can hear it. Well, yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> the deluxe but. edition came out in 2016 at least. All right, okay. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, so considering this, this song hasn't been out relatively that long, to, to be able to say, like, he's one of my biggest influences. I stumbled on this song because it came up on my YouTube recommended. Mm-hmm. And I was like, huh, it's got Brendan Urie in it. Yeah. <laughs> I know him. Mm-hmm. And my God, that riff just, yeah. The last time I song blew my mind like that was Fight Style Sync with the Sneaks. Uh, and then I ended up catching them at, not Fight Style, every time I die. Caught them at Slam Dunk two years ago. Mm-hmm absolutely stole the show i thought they were one of the best bands of the uh, of the day and then the uh they were one of the bands at 2000 trees this year this song went off um oh, i hate that you went to 2000 trees did i tell you i met frank turner yes you told me you met frank turner <laughs> dear viewer you might recall from last week spike loves frank turner <laughs> um, just a bit but yeah that was oh man so yeah this song i think i put two summers at number two yeah. but I'm, I'm gonna have to take two summers down a notch that's this song's fine. gotta be number two I know what my number one is. That's like immovable. Mm-hmm. But um, this, oh uh, this moves something down, doesn't it? I just said that. Move two summers I, down. <laughs> I'm not here. My brain is off. <laughs> Still it's in like, that field in Reading. <laughs> did I mention <laughs> I met Frank Turner? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that is an interesting point. You mentioned that. Like, this came up on your YouTube recommended. First thing you saw was Brendan Yori. And you go, mm. oh, Brendan Yori. Because this is... Um, on uh, Every Time I Die Spotify page this is their most popular song by about uh, a million plays I can believe that <laughs> um, yeah. and I was wondering about Excuse that me. it's sort of it's, wow. it's it's I was calling it like the Brendan Yuri effect and I think that's harsh because I think it's a good enough song that it very well could have been the, the most listened to song on Spotify for them, even if they didn't announce that Brendan Urie was on it or even if he wasn't on it and it was just Keith Buckley, Keith Buckley singing. Um, so, you know, I think it, this song is probably the most likely to be like a mainstream or to have success in the mainstream yeah. before you add Brendan Urie into it. And then that kind of, mm-hmm. you know, helps that even further. Um, I think it's still a really good song. But I found it interesting that that was the one that you know was above things like yeah. map change. Or I guess that's the whole the whole point in getting yeah. a, a, Name a collaboration like with someone who's that much mm-hmm. bigger than you. You know, but at the same time, yeah. I think that that's why it's also quite a fascinating choice. I mean, look at uh, look at Panic's most recent album. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah, that is that is a world and a half away from well, every time I die. Just after two words to live. 
Ooh. Yeah, I think so, maybe. Was this yeah. not the single from the album? Yeah. Mm. I, I think that's probably a, the right decision to have this be the single. Are you sure? Mm. If it is. I There's think no it, I think it might have been C++. Really? It, I mean, was, it remembers song. it was map change and it might have been C++ too. Because I'm trying to find Billboard on this song because I'm too. trying to think how, how well did this do? <laughs> but... Mm. Um, Okay, so Billboard's just given me every time I die fan claims guitarist saved her life by spitting beer in her eye. Huh. Well, we've all been there. Yep, yeah. We don't need to Also, I'm pretty sure that recently someone tried to sue every time I die because during, uh, supposedly, I think uh, Keith Buckley came out and was like, this didn't happen. But supposedly, uh, during one of their gigs, the crowd was very rowdy and I think one of the, uh, the amps fell off the stage and broke this woman's foot. So she tried to sue oh, them. Oh, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. Yeah. That's and bizarre. I'm Why sure is an amp like that yeah. close to the edge of a stage? I probably wasn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. And unless, there it unless it's a monitor or something. But like, even then, mm. like, I find that hard to How's believe. it going to land just on her foot? Yeah. <laughs> How'd a foot get underneath the barrier? <laughs> yeah, the barrier. wouldn't they have had like some space between the barrier? Yeah. Almost like, certainly, the especially band. if they're expecting like crowd surfers, which as I can a, imagine. A lot, of, yeah. a lot of holes in this woman's story. Yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of holes in her foot. <laughs> <laughs> the big amp-shaped one. <laughs> For a whole amp-shaped hole, that is one big foot that go got. Listen, we don't know the facts here. <laughs> no wonder yeah. the amp hit it. This is all speculation. <laughs> um, yeah, so That's, I, it remembers. It remembers great song. Yeah. Bang. Moving on next to I feel like I say it like it, it doesn't have the right oomph to it. I think it's when one of I the more petal. <laughs> you know? Petal. It's petal. You're not saying the T's. Petal. So if I say it Petal <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not like that. I mean that's fair. I, I think that's pretty much it. Petal. It's the guy from Nickelback. <laughs> petal Yeah <laughs> That's James. That's my team. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think this song has a good energy, and I didn't read into what it's about, so that's about as much as I'm going to say. <laughs> well, I googled it, and apparently, the coin has to say a weak man cannot plead his case with a hungry animal. That's, that's, that's a different, different, song, different my friend. Song. What? That is the next one. <laughs> so it is. We're on pedal. Uh, pedal is there are no answers in hell. All right. That's the one. Great. Um. <laughs> That doesn't help yeah. me in the slightest. I right. can't remember exactly, but the thing about this album, and I think specifically this song, mm-hmm. uh, I watched uh, an interview with Keith Buckley, and he said basically something going. I don't want to. I don't want to say anything too certain. Cause I can't remember, and it's a very personal matter. Uh, but it's something like he was in hospital with his wife because she was going through a rough pregnancy, and it was a very dark time for them both, mm-hmm. a very difficult time. And I'm pretty sure Petal is the most like the closest to that world that this this album touches mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um so it's quite a heavy song lyrically in that regard mm-hmm. yeah um it's, it sounded pretty like i i couldn't make out what you're saying but I was like, can you give us some pretty, highlights pretty deep yeah <laughs> some highlights uh 
I tell you that the intro is one of the most edgiest emo <laughs> intros I've come across where mm-hmm. it's gone black, sky is black, earth black, moon black, snow black, <laughs> eyes black, light black, leads. Just everything's black. That I don't, sound, I don't that want sounds to laugh like at such a sensitive topic, but <laughs> yeah. my God, man. That, sounds, that genuinely sounds like a parody. <laughs> yeah, it does. It's a parody of an emo song. But the yeah. thought of death is soft and clean and beautiful and white. Oh my God. It's the purest of the drugs. Oh my Lord. I, again, it's, 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 it's weird because it's kind of funny because it's like, oh, that, that's very try-hard emo, but yeah. love it. It's, yeah. I, th- I think, yeah, I think it definitely sounds like it could be you could look at that and be like, oh, he's just trying to be as edgy as he can. But when it is, I suppose, inspired by the subject subject matter that it's inspired by, it has a lot more legitimacy to mm. it. You can kind of imagine that that would probably be the sort of state of mind you'd be in if you're having to deal with something like that, you know, a situation like that. Yeah. I guess, I guess um, at that point, you, you wouldn't be uh, thinking... Huh. I I need to make this more subtle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you wouldn't be trying to think of like punchlines. Yeah, kind of goes Yeah, exactly. Well, that's the thing because Keith Buckley, um, like generally speaking, historically speaking, I guess, has always been quite witty and quite funny and, mm-hmm. and always puts a, a, my favorite being a, a lyric that goes, hey there, girls, I'm a cunt. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. Very Great. witty. very direct very honest this song is not at all it's it's so it's a world and a half and a half and a half away Mm -hmm. so two and a half worlds if you will Uh, (laughs) quick maths two and a half worlds comedy central sketch worlds 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 some things are getting cut out today that was about about seven references in the space of five seconds witty Mm -hmm. and pretty this was the i think this was the part in the album definitely the first time i listened through it when we were in the car in that mm. traffic and also anytime that i listened to it and was not like really in the mood where i would start to struggle with like the length and the intensity yeah. of, of the album overall i think instrumentally for me at least this one sort of kind of fades into the background because there's a lot of songs mm-hmm. kind of doesn't really stand out instrumentally to me yeah see i i get to that point mm-hmm. uh, in in the next song yeah i'll, I'll mention that then but mm-hmm. um, i i like this one um coming after it remembers as a, a change it, of pace it, it's it's quite a nice way to sort of get you back into it mm-hmm. but then i feel like the sort of drag that on for a bit too long yeah for the next few songs and i feel that that's where it becomes an issue mm-hmm. i think if it went to this and then went to uh maybe one more like this and mm-hmm. then maybe something, something like fear and trembling yeah moving um, that in yeah that that could that, that would break this section mm-hmm. of the album off a lot for I, me. I think i definitely agree with what you're saying when you say it's a it's a change of pace because it is mm-hmm. a massive change of pace from it remembers i think if it maybe slowed down a little bit within the song uh within this specific song within petal i think i would be absolutely fine with it it's just that it because it, when it hits like that opening like four notes and then it just goes right into it yeah. i think is really effective but then i think it just kind of stays on that and then That's like fair. you say when it goes to the next song it just carries on and yeah. keeps going i think this is like a, a sobering point in the album as far as like the the track listing and the genre and stuff because like mm-hmm. up until this point it's very just 
for the everyone else, that's a metalcore album. It's a metalcore band. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is this is, it remembers. Oh, this is a, a far flung song. Cool, and then just right back at the deep end. Oh no, this is actually a serious band doing serious songs mm-hmm. about very Whoa. serious things. Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I'd agree with that. Hefty. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. You said about uh, some other songs. I get the start you, or this genre in particular. I can't remember specifically. I can't even remember who said it. Mm. Someone said it could be quite a, a chore almost to listen to. Right. Um. I think at this song is where it does start to start to get a bit like yeah a lot of uh, you've had fatigue to, yeah you've had the two changes and now at this point it's like ooh now you've actually got like keep going and mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, there's, yeah there's a whole couple more songs to go mm-hmm. I still right, love well, it well let's but... get on to those few songs then isn't it mm-hmm. sounds good uh, so next one the one that I thought existed <laughs> the coin has I just want to say on the point in the last yeah, yeah on the point in the last uh, thing Matt was saying about uh, how historically his vocals are here is a quote from him every time I die and the lyrics particularly have always been very tongue in cheek and metaphoric and playful but they've never been honest because that would require me to feel something <laughs> what a guy you get the Ooh. sense that he really lives it doesn't he <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, he's such an edgelord <laughs> uh, I yeah, as I said, this is where the fatigue album, sets in. Yeah, <laughs> my notes here say fatigue kicks in. Nothing to grab onto here, <laughs> and then just really bored. Is that one? <laughs> is that one of their lyrics? <laughs> yeah, it could be. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I just don't get anything out of this track. Mm-hmm. Really, yeah. Something that I always particularly enjoy is like moments of. So personality and that's sort of like take away from like not just in a song like hey mm-hmm. it's the, the personality and the person behind it mm. um, and trying to find pieces like that in bands I like and it's not too uh, too obvious but I really like the way he does the uh, it all drops down and just goes to the but to an amateur set of eyes me and the lord are a lot alike and it's just that kind of like a little vibe I think that's one of the highlights of this song and maybe even the yeah. second half of this album for me that is very uh, it sounds yeah. like something he could like uh, personality wise that does fit him quite well i think yeah I, I the issue for me is that the the lyrics have that personality in there but the the song as a whole has no personality to me it's all very one dimensional yeah and, and it even compared to like a lot of the other tracks that are similar to this one on the album mm-hmm. I'd, I'd say this one and the next few i struggle to hear anything different to another band in the genre but that could just completely be because I'm not overly familiar with the genre yeah. as well um, I would say I mean for a 13 track album say you could take away three of those like this is one of the three that I probably cut away like yeah mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I, I'd say so trim the um, file a little bit so. yeah. mm-hmm. I, I think this album for me would work really nicely as like a 10 track album yeah. so we did go with the deluxe how many does it? well the deluxe is 15, 15 but the regular yeah. is 13 mm-hmm. okay two songs yeah I can see looking at a, a typical um, Don Broco technology effect <laughs> that you could have Although, a lot of the fat yeah, yeah. I, I th- going on to on to Don Broco briefly I've said for since that album came out I wish it was a shorter album 
I'm not sure what I'd take off it though. Because every time a track comes on from technology, I'm like, this is a great track. My heart always says, take off something to drink. But then oh, when so it comes I on, I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> that song's great, man. I just feel like, you know, all the all the singles they put out for it, could have just been an EP and have yeah. the rest of the album as yeah. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I can never see that. Yeah. That so what work. were the singles from technology? It was, uh, Oof, how long <laughs> the job? first five songs. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, pretty technology. <sighs> Um, t-shirt song t-shirt song oh, yeah. come out to LA yeah oh, there's another one really good really good song oh, there's another slap. one that I can't think um, of I'm checking my Apple music now automatic <laughs> automatic no, no that's, that's, that's from the album automatic, automatic. Uh, stay ignorant <laughs> oi, oi, um. you are stay ignorant also everybody oh, yeah. oh my god that's yeah. such oh a good song <laughs> so technology stay ignorant t-shirt song come out to LA pretty and everybody six singles on a 16 track oh, yes. oh and that's everybody as well album, they all like. slap as well everybody came out so so long beforehand yeah I'm sure that single was out in like 2015 wasn't it yeah yeah like literally years yeah a mm. couple of years before the album <laughs> came out that's that just feels a bit unnecessary maybe put that well you can't really put that as a on the deluxe could you because you're basically getting people to pay extra money for a song they probably already have but it just I think it, yeah it doesn't need to be there then no just yeah exactly can just be a single. I think yeah. Pretty could have just been a single as well yeah like what they did with did they, they did that with You and I Know I'm pretty sure didn't they yeah, we're getting yeah, way off did, topic yeah. but yeah anyway yeah. So now we're doing Don Broca's album. <laughs> yeah. um, where's this going on the list then? that is a very good question um, Lou I've given you 13 haven't I? 13 seconds? Uh, yeah, I've uh, I've forgotten the name of the track, but I've put Cult in it. Nice. I'm not joining your cult. I, don't I didn't want to join your super cult anyway. Yeah. Uh, put it just above that one then. One above. All right. So, the coin has a say, boys. I can't believe Cult is that low. That's for certain. <laughs> I would say I, I would not. I'm with you. I would not have it that low. <sighs> it's not that it's a bad song, boys. It's just it doesn't... Is it worse than... Well, yeah, it's your list. Yeah, it's my your list. list. I was about to say, we didn't go in on Dan. Yeah. Actually, no, I, I did a little on Andy Warhol, but I've turned yeah, around Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I've turned around. Um, your, like, critique of the Andy Warhol lyrics is pretty funny. It's like, Andy walking, Andy something. Andy tired, Andy and- take a little snooze. <laughs> oh, I hate it. I hate it so much. I it's love so it. I thought I did, but now I fall in love with it. I, it's yeah. so good. I can categorically say that, uh, especially since that episode has come out, I have removed it from my Apple Music. <laughs> uh, Never to be seen again. I was actually going to, I was looking around, uh, went up to Liverpool last week and I bought a couple of albums in HMV. I was looking for low teens in there because I wanted to, to purchase it for the podcast, but um, they didn't have it. If I can get that on vinyl, my God. I, I don't know if they released Manage it on printed, vinyl because yeah. I, did, I did look around. Mm. Mm. Right. Uh, yeah. So Next up, religion of speed, oh, or as Dan right. thinks it is, it's religion of speed. <laughs> <laughs> So that was Religion of Speed. <laughs> so that was Religion of Speed. Thanks for listening. We'll try, we'll try that again. I'll tell you what, though. Quick uh, anecdote regarding that is I did A-Level Media, and we had to do a... Um, we had to go out and film like a little short film. Uh, sorry, just to say, it wasn't recording when we came back in then. Yeah. So that, that's what this anecdote is about, uh, I assume. Because uh, otherwise, yes, like, they don't know that it nah, wasn't they, recording. They <laughs> well, we said it when it wasn't recording. They should have been listening. <laughs> <laughs> it's their own fault.
so we took the camera out. We filmed this short film. Uh, the issue is, is as I picked up the camera, I hit record. So then I set up the camera to film and then hit record, which stopped recording. Thought I'd recorded the thing, hit record. So it started recording, <laughs> but I thought it stopped. Uh, and our film was an amalgamation of us walking from shot to shot uh, with no actual shot. Oh, hell yeah. Lovely. That's impressive. It was art. <laughs> All right. So uh, I'll, I'll repeat the, what I've just said. And <laughs> so if I've... you guys can uh, pretend you hadn't heard it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. There we go. Uh, what a fresh take. Yeah. Honestly. Wow. <laughs> Um, I forgot what I said. I'll be you, honest. You just read your notes. I read. I had my one note, but I said something before that as well. Oh yeah, I like the intro. It's a nice eerie intro, acoustic guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, the bit about the chorus. The chorus. Mm-hmm. I, I'm getting to it. Jim. Hey, <laughs> all right. Just helping you out. Jeez. <laughs> uh, the chorus I find uh, starts as a chorus that I could really like, but it never quite fulfills what I would like it to mm. yeah, uh, yeah. And, and, then, and then my single note is similar to previous <laughs> I think my point was it sort of had a quite a old school metal feel to it sort of like Metallica in there mm-hmm. prime sort of thing that I really enjoyed Metallica had a prime what it was uh, Marricade's Metallica <laughs> when they had the drugs <laughs> yes ah yes uh, that's well, a well, reference to that line did we is, is that, that on this song that, I don't I even know which song it's on previous one hang on the previous one yeah oh. yeah there's a line in this album that says something something metallica um i wish i was no oh, i know i'm just gonna get the lyric up go on yeah do the do it's yeah it's on um kind of saying it i think so it is not oh yeah uh wait yeah it is uh, i can't go back to what i uh, was metallica without the drugs a mm-hmm. faith healer without the plant there's no home for a hollow man Oh, boys. That is good, but I don't really get the Metallica with, with Metallica. Yeah, I don't like that line. Like, <laughs> Metallica, I don't think we're stoners. Like, they weren't writing, like... <laughs> I don't think they're talking about smoking weed. I think they're talking about, like, hard drugs. I guess. Sort of rock star drugs. Even then, like... Yeah! yeah. <laughs> oh, I just don't... I'm not How sure why do I don't James like that line. Good. I just yeah. don't like that line. Yeah, I feel like there are other bands... I did more yeah. drugs. I have more of a reputation like for Ozzy drug Osbourne without the yeah. drugs. Post yeah. Malone without the drugs. <laughs> um, David Bowie without Was Post drugs. Malone a thing, like, a thing when this album came out? When did Post Malone, like, blow up? No, it was like Oh, no. Post Malone was way ago. later than this. Yeah, Post Malone blew up, like, well, called those White Iverson, which was, like, his big it, The song. way I remember it... The way I remember how, like, the time Post Malone blew up was around the same time that Jake Paul was getting into a lot of trouble. Why don't... don't why do we have to bring no. him into this? This world was nice before we acknowledged him. <laughs> the, the little slice cinematic universe has been tainted. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no, um, whilst we were not recording, uh, I said that the chorus in this song is not as big as I wish it was. Mm-hmm. I wish does not make up for how sick I think the lyrics are. Which I, I, I then proceeded to again. recite uh, in my dramatic voice. <clears throat> when all I am is a stone that says the name I had and the years that I had been, the quiet depths and the measured steps won't echo like the shriek of riot did. Honestly, I should just be a, a voiceover guy. I think. <laughs> I've really got a nice. real face for, for movie uh, voiceovers. <laughs> 
Some ASMR potential. <laughs> Hang on, uh, we can do that again. Oh, no, 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 no. No, 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 no ASMR. It's getting cut out if you do it. Don't cut out my ASMR. Subject them to that. Debut. Right. So, religion speed. Where is religion of speed going on Marek's little list? Um, It's going at number 14 and everything above moves up one. I told you, man. I told you. <laughs> Just like put it at number fifteen, then press enter, and then delete one above. Yeah, it's cut and paste. And this guy, and to teach him how to use notes. <laughs> He's gonna cut that out because I'm dragging him. It won't let me <laughs> cut it. This is the man who edits our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> you can't operate an iPhone. God help us all. There we go. <laughs> Let's paste that. There. I'm trying to think as what's like because again. For all its its highs and lows, I, I love this album. I'm trying to think what's going to be track number 15. Like, I've got to pick one to make the worst. Mm-hmm. What's the always. Oh, uh, Religion, Religion of, of Speed. Speed. Which I quite like as a title. Mm-hmm. Something different. Don't get it. I don't yeah. get it either, but I don't think sure I need to. The lyrics it's not my place to get it, yeah. It's just a fun little title yeah. to read. Um, okay, so the next one is just as real, but not as brightly lit. On the note of the title, though, maybe he's trying to tell us that like he's a furry and he's in love with Sonic. Yep. Okay. Oh. Here's a song. Are we actually recording this time? We are recording. Sibilance. Uh, just as real, but, but not, not as, as brightly, brightly lit. lit. I have massive issue with uh, how the title of this is written on Apple Music. Oh. Um, I so mm-hmm. I see exactly what you mean. Yeah. yeah. I see exactly <laughs> what you mean. So, yeah, it's, it's a lowercase a for the first as, uh, a lowercase b for the but, but then the second as is uppercase. That is upsetting hey to me on hey, so hey many levels. Hey boys. Dan just said but. <laughs> Twice. Oh. <sighs> We're lower the tone. All right. <laughs> All right, podcast's over. Everyone go home. This has been a, this has been a fun journey, huh? <laughs> yeah. I'm to um, see if it does that on Spotify. It does not. The superior music streaming it. platform. I can see it. And it's, it's Sponsor me, Spotify. It it's fine. Spotify works. Mm-hmm. There yeah. are two lyrics in this that I love, but the first one is very... <clears throat> now we write our names on the moon in blood. Huh. Oh boy. <laughs> Who hasn't <laughs> written their name in the moon? On, I mean, I take, on it, the moon in I blood. take girls on first dates to do that. Yeah. Exactly. You know, I, after a night of heavy drinking, I wake up and I'm looking up at the moon like, ah, again? <laughs> <laughs> I have to go up there and scrub that. <laughs> and uh, I was on the shoulders of Leviathans. Whoa. I quite like that one. To be honest, any any use of the word Leviathan, yeah. I, I just yeah. love it. That's good going. Any that. reference to ancient mythology gets mm-hmm. me going. Gets me going. Gets me really revs going. my yeah, engine. That Whoa. does lads. Really revs my engine. Cyclops. <laughs> um, <laughs> some of the riffs in this song are chunky, boys. Yeah. They are hefty. Um, yeah. This is easily up in like the top half of my my list. I'm not sure what number exactly. Mm-hmm. That's fair. What did I say had the best? I said C++ had the best riff, but this has two that are almost as good at it as as it. Just as good, but not as brightly lit. Mm. You could say that if you wanted to. I won't. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> um, I had a point about this song. Oh, yeah. I had a ner- well, I had two nerdy drum points. 
first one is the intro for this is really really cool and i properly like i was really chuffed when i heard it because he basically does this it's like a fill for the first um about 15 seconds of the song but he has i'm not very good at explaining what i mean when i'm talking about drums but he plays the snare and the hi-hat at the same time it's like uh, 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 like that and then just this fill and then he like offsets it so the snare goes one beat like behind the right the the hi-hat it's like and it's just really cool the way that he does that and i think that's the little things that uh i think drummers it sounds really pretentious to let's say. Ho- let's hope we've got a lot of drummers listening. Yeah, all those drummers <laughs> are <laughs> only drummers. Oh. Well, it's only people we invite, and I don't invite any other drummers because I don't want competition. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke. Um, the other point I had was this song reminds me of a band that I think you'll like, Mark, called uh, Baptists. They have this drummer called Nick. I think it's y- y- Yakishin. It's just Nick. Just Nick, just this guy Nick. Um, and there's a, a half an hour long video on YouTube, um, which I will show you after, um, okay. where it has this, it's just a drum cam of him playing like just modern thrash stuff, which is kind of what I consider this to be similar to. Um, and it's really, really good. And this guy is, is right up there, I think, in terms because I would rate that Nick Yakushin as one of the best drummers I've seen. And I think this guy's quite, he's touching Nick Yakushin's beard. I can imagine that's very <laughs> distracting when you're trying to play drums. Yeah, it's really inconsiderate of him. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. No more talk about drums now. What, where does it go? What numbers have I used up in like the like between five and ten? Between five and have ten. Have I used five? Six and seven. That's it. I've used six and seven. Uh, I will put this at five then. Okay. Um. Looking at the blank spaces you've got, it's an interesting. Interesting and enter the album. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, I, I, I like this track on its own. Mm. Uh, but I feel like right, right before this track is where they should have put um, Fear and Trembling. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm going to say because coming off of three pretty fast-paced songs yeah. that don't really slow down. Um, I feel like before this track comes in, you could do with something to... To break it up a little break bit. Break it down, yeah, and just sort mm. of... Yeah, just get... get. I don't know. <laughs> you seem exhausted just talking about That's the, the thing, is like, <laughs> it, it, it really drained me by this point. Mm-hmm. Um and it's made me not really like this track as much as I think I do when I just listen to it on its own because mm-hmm. I, I distinctly remember getting to this point and being like I'm on this to end <laughs> it <laughs> usually gets it, to about this point in the album left. where like either the security guard has come to get me or I'm getting tired <laughs> from still spin kicking that cheese <laughs> <in the laughs> <eye. laughs> like it's by this point I start feeling the feeling the strain there's no back cheese call back. <laughs> there's sort of much cheese big, left anymore. big pile of sort of knocked out midnight shoppers around you <laughs> <laughs> okay so that's uh... Doris just needs to come get her milk she's just flawed <laughs> oh good old Doris right so the next track is 1977 I
1977. No. One of the shorter tracks on the album. But mm-hmm. it. Um, Makes up for lost time, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gets I through a bit. Definitely packs a lot. And again, this is another one of the songs where I'm hearing it. I'm thinking, live, this must go off. Mm-hmm. That'd be quite scary to be in involved in that live I think yeah you can see people crowd killing in the pits like oh. I'd say all four of us are pretty fragile boys in the instance, so. <laughs> no I'm odd mate tough me uh, Dan goes to the gym now so I mean oh he's got the protein shakes in the fridge at least so, <laughs> yeah I'm just fucking down in protein shakes absolutely I'm not actually going sat next to the to me. gym <laughs> you've got it's like the part one of it yeah God's Listen, perfect killing machine I went in the pits at uh, night cafe and I was the hardest person there. <laughs> also the oldest. Yeah, in that 16 year old. Also audience. the oldest by about six years. It was a very depressing realization. I got basically forced into a pit at peace. Mate, peace of class. Peace of class. Mm-hmm. And I'll say this happily the people in that audience were assholes. They can be. Uh, Absolutely. It depends. Arseholes. I think it depends where you see peace. Mm-hmm. But I can imagine the festival crowds for peace. Yeah, they were not horrible. If we're talking peace fan bases. Catfish and Development, worst fan base I've ever seen. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah I uh, <laughs> I had one of my very few Facebook posts about Catfish and the Bottlemen <laughs> yeah. after we'd been to see them, and uh, they are just all arseholes. Oh, man, I hated them. So I think I, I had a bit of a time with uh, Andrew WK fans. Oh, I can imagine. I was, <laughs> was, they not not just all I was flyering. I was flying outside, and every single one of them who came out looked like they wanted to hurt me. <laughs> I, I was just like... I actually had a guy stop and just stare at me for a minute. I was holding a flyer out like, do you want it? And he just stared. Well, you know what they say, mate. They do when it's at the party. <laughs> they was waiting for the drop. Uh, Back yeah. to 1977. There's not too much in this song for me, to be honest. Um, mm. I like the I like the delivery specifically of the line, a new day will follow a nuclear blast. That's mm. pretty cool. Uh, and like you know, I was saying, the... Um, Where's it gone? Where's it? Life is now as we are property of life. Mm-hmm. I vibe that one too. Yeah. Um, not too keen on the the last closing lyric. That's just stare at the sun, look directly into the sun. <laughs> I don't want stare to stare at the sun. I don't look want directly to directly into the sun. <laughs> yeah, it's not too much on this one. Um, but but where does it go? In the trash. And <laughs> then right down the bottom is it? Right. Um, it's because I've used that. I've used that 12, 13, 14. Still got number fifteen. I'm pretty yeah. sure. I, I know what you still got. Fifteen. Um, One between. So you've got, you've used ten to fourteen. Oh bloody hell! What, you know, what, I was wondering what I put at number fifteen, and I reckon this might be it actually. Yeah, mm. I think this is number fifteen. Really? Right. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I don't really argue that. I think the only thing I'd really sort of bookmark this song for was that it was I think it might have been the the second most thrash metal-y one outside mm-hmm. of Glitches I think was what I said was the, yeah. the most thrashy one um, which I I I'd, I'd liked I liked those songs purely on merit of them being thrash metal songs which I'm not a thrash metal fan but I think it's just a fun genre to listen to um, but I don't really there's ones that I like less, but I don't, you know, I wouldn't be like, how dare you put it as your least favourite song. Yeah. Just getting all the hardcore Eated fans kicking down my door. Like, I'll have you know. <laughs> yeah. 1977 defines a generation. <laughs> I've, I've not got much else to say. Nah, it's funny that it's, it's I don't just, have much to say in the rest of the album. <laughs> uh, I will say that they've copied 
piece on, on <laughs> naming after a year. <laughs> You're talking about, uh, oh, well, it's not just... 1998. No, it's called 1998 something else, isn't it? No, it's just called... Delicious. Oh, yeah. Isn't the Bowling for Soup song 1989 called 1989? Uh, that's not by Bowling for Soup. Is it not? Not originally. <laughs> oh, no. Also, oh, my God. Have you ever heard you... the original? No. It's so uncomfortable to listen to. <laughs> I'm really so used to the Bowling yeah. for Soup version. Whoa. It's so weird. I didn't know that. Mind blowing. We'll, we'll play it after the podcast. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. as, as far as that goes, you know um, Oasis, the importance of being idle? Yeah. Apparently, that's not an Oasis song. Well, <laughs> it's an Oasis song, but they completely nicked it. Yeah. Um, Apparently, some guy sent so, it off as yeah, a demo. He sent them demos, and Noel Gallagher just took Ripped it because he hadn't copyrighted any of it. <laughs> Incredible. Oh. <laughs> Only Oasis song I like as well. <laughs> he also did that with. Uh, what's this? Uh, he did that with a T Rex song, Get It On. Is yeah. the exact same as is it cigarettes and alcohol? Yeah, I think so. Or is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Uh, here at the, uh, here at the Little Slice Podcast, we do not endorse plagiarism. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's why we stole our title <laughs> from a song. Yeah. <laughs> Artistic differences. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Right. Okay. Next song is Map Change. Mm. Coding. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Map change. Map change. I've got to be very careful to not gush all over this song. Also, I'm never saying that word again. I'm I, I felt uncomfortable I'm the second you said it. I'm offended that I've committed that to the podcast. <laughs> there is evidence of me using that word. I felt very uncomfortable. Ollie Sykes used it on the album Ammo, and it's a low point of that album. Map change A is... low point on an album with Ollie Sykes on it must be real low. Ooh, Ooh, <laughs> Ooh hot take. Hot take Hot alert. take. There you go. Daniel hates Bring Me the Horizon. I don't think that's a... <laughs> yeah, that's, that's not a controversial thing for Dan. This song is... I'll tell you now, this is number one on my list. This is a highlight. I mean, it was, it was one of the singles anyway, but the riffs, the lyrics, everything about this song, I just adore. Um... My God, I think it does. It sort of hits sort of in the fatigue stage of the album, and they drop one of like the best songs on the album. Yeah. Which I can't tell if it's a good choice or not. Well, it's. I think if if we were listening to the standard edition album, it would be a very good choice because this is a great song to close the album with, mm-hmm. which is what it would be. Uh, and it's a real shame that, <laughs> <laughs> that we picked the deluxe. I one. I think th- the real issue is that um, I get that they've tagged the other two songs on the end, mm-hmm. but if they did those as like bonus tracks, but in the middle of the album, I think mm-hmm. that would be a better yeah. way to do it. Yeah, like how Fight Star did "Be Human," and they just took the track list and just said, "Nah, fuck that. We'll do it this, this, this instead." Yeah, they completely mm-hmm. changed. It I'm out. looking forward to you picking a Fight Star album. Oh, I'm definitely picking a Fight Star album. <laughs> I'm oh, looking forward God. to it. All I've been listening to in the house recently is just Behind the Devil's Back on loop. Mm-hmm. 
we'll get to that another time though. All I'm gonna be able to think about is busted though. Yeah. I know it's great. There's Mate, more about have me you ever heard Sink with the Snakes by no. Flatstar? Because again, we can get to that, but that blew my mind. Like this guy did busted. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, no, it's nothing right. like that. I'm trying to yeah. currently I'm trying to learn it on guitar and mm-hmm. I'm I'm not a guitarist. So it's <laughs> not I'm, So I, I spent like five hours yesterday just working on it. Mm-hmm. And at the very end I was knackered. I was like, right, let's see how far into this song I've actually gone. Mm-hmm. 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> That's how far I've made it into the song. I can relate to that. Is uh, that, is that in, in drop A? Is that why? It is in drop A, boy. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> for context, I asked uh, Daniel to set my guitar up in drop C for me. And I was like, do it in drop C. It's going to stay in drop C within 10 minutes of taking it home. Let's put this puppy in drop A. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, this song, though, I could highlight my favorite lyrics, but I would be reciting the whole lyric sheet. Mm-hmm. Uh everything about this for me i mean i think <laughs> what the fuck just happened then i think dan just had to swat a fly we i swatted a fly and and a bug. <laughs> i swatted it towards spike and then spike slowly put my hand on it oh that was the death toll of the little slice podcast has reached an all-time high that was really strange. That was the weirdest way I've ever seen anybody kill an insect. Oh, it's alive! Oh my god! It's, <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle, boys. <laughs> Reset uh, that death count. <laughs> yeah. oh Days of that incident. <laughs> We've just got a crippled counter now. <laughs> it's always more strange seeing something like that in complete silence while someone's trying to make a point. Like I just looked at you two like... <laughs> How did you take it off, boys? Okay. Oh, he's he's on my shit attempt. Okay, oh, so the, bar- the banner is now Spike Hates Insects. <laughs> <laughs> Spike Hates Natural Life. Hey, buddy. What a guy. Uh, this song, if I remember correctly, is still my uh, featured song on my Tinder profile. Oh. Uh, I don't have you on <laughs> yeah, Tinder. You pulled out your phone like you're going <laughs> to find him on, me Tinder. on Tinder, my friend. <laughs> no, much to my dismay, I haven't matched <laughs> yeah. you on Tinder. Try Grinder. Yeah, it's a good place to go. Can you even have a featured song on Grinder? I don't know. I uh, I spent a little Carly time with. <laughs> Mate, don't even talk shit on Carly Rae Jepsen. It was a positive comment. I'm really enjoying the fact that we've got to Marek's favourite song of the album and we've completely <laughs> deviated. <laughs> and Marek's about to talk about how much he loves Carly Rae Jepsen. <laughs> Mate, you listen. Well, to be fair, I'm Carly Jepsen trash because she writes a lot with Josh Ramsey, the frontman of Marianas Trench. Another band I'd totally go off on one about. Mm-hmm. Um, I just Map Change and Sour Candy by Carly Rae. I tell you what, <laughs> she's she's, she's in a pod. maybe right. She's yes, Call Me yeah. Maybe, yeah. Mm-hmm. which was written by Josh Ramsey. <laughs> ben Howard does a really good cover of Call Me Maybe. He does. It's yeah, class. it is actually really good. <laughs> yeah, but it's not but, yeah. the best live lounge cover ever, is it? Go on. Slaves, shut down. Yeah, well, you know it is good. that's good. I don't like it slaves. A lot Sing of people. It now. I hot takes. <laughs> hot takes, boy. We uh, need like a hot takes sound effect. <laughs> hot takes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we'll just clip that and use that <laughs> every time. Um, what? <laughs> I don't like slaves. It's, it's accent. I get. I get it. Um, mm-hmm. I think. I feel like you'd like the first album though, if you listen mm-hmm. to it in full. Because like, I don't like the other two. Let's put it on the podcast. I I will happily pick that album at some point because mm-hmm. I I think that album's absolutely banging um, i'm happy for another opportunity to listen to more slaves mm-hmm. i've seen a, a performance of them uh obviously play and the, the drummer was just standing up just going yeah. out of standing up i was like this yeah. looks cool saw them at reading mm-hmm. last year and they came on to venga boys 
<laughs> it was beautiful. Nice. Also, the, also fun, it's a complete side tangent, but fun little fact about that performance. Was it Slaves? I think it was Slaves who were after Little Pump. Right. So Little Pump proceeded like in his set. He did Gucci Gang. Mm-hmm. Basically everyone. Oh, that's liked. Little Pump. That's oh, Little Pump. So he did Gucci Gang, then everyone didn't really care. And then he started attempting to fight the audience and the security were basically making sure he didn't hurt himself like babysitters. <laughs> and he started like throwing out homophobic and racial epithets out in the crowd. Huh. And then he was getting everyone to, he was trying to get everyone to chant fuck you to the security. Nobody really joined in. Everyone but then the security side. <laughs> he finished early and walked off in a big hissy fit like he was throwing all his toys out the pram. And then slaves come on like can we just get a big round of applause for the security you had to deal with that. <laughs> So that's not very Gucci gang of him. That's not very Gucci gang. <laughs> anyway, map change. Map change. My God, please, someone else talk about it before I just tell you how much I love it again. I would agree with you 100%. I think it's the best song on the album. I couldn't stop, like, like the first proper run through of the album that I gave um, on my own, where I was really focused on listening to it, this was the my favourite song. It's remained my favourite song. And I kept on sort of hit like I had the, that that ending where it's just the guitar and, and the vocals like just going around in my head like mm. all the time while I was at work um, there's not really much I can say that you haven't already said I think it's that chorus is is what makes it I think that chorus puts a bow on the whole album um, which is ties into how I've shot myself in the foot for the next about 10 minutes of the podcast <laughs> because I was listening to um, the deluxe edition and I was like you know, at times this album is a bit of a you know a slog to get through, but it finishes really nicely. This nice fade out, it's lovely, uh, and then it fades out, and then the next song starts. And I literally turned it off and refused to listen to those final two songs <laughs> because I was like, "That's a crime that they've had the perfect ending to this album that really elevates it." And then they put in two other dead heavy songs, which I know now is just the bonus tracks on the deluxe edition. But I am nothing if not a man of principle, so I haven't listened to any <laughs> of the bonus again. tracks. Um, but I'll be a bit of a passenger. But yeah, um, I think it's as good an ender to an album as I can think of ever yeah. hearing. No, oh, yeah. Well, again, that's nothing that hasn't already been said. If we're going to recommend a song for anyone to listen to, mm-hmm. it'd be this, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. I, think I, I don't think that. there's much more to be said on it. So uh, move on to wow. skin without bones. Get into this oh, next. I was going to say a quick story about the about oh, the song, okay. if I may, if I may bend sure. your ear for a moment. Oh my! Raise your goblets, gentlemen. <laughs> Mine's empty. We uh, may be so running longer than I thought, but it's <laughs> fine. No, it's fine. <laughs> uh, so obviously, so every time I die, two thousand trees, and I was chilling at the the very back of the crowd by like, the the desk uh, with my friend, a couple of friends. And they were doing Hot Damn, one of their earlier albums, in full. Mm-hmm. And uh, my friend Hannah, uh, shout out to Heads Above the Waves and Team Up. Uh, Woo! Her properties. Um, she was going hard for all of Hot Damn. Uh, and uh, it's, it's an album. Mm-hmm. She, it doesn't really care much for uh, to me. Um, but then they played this song. And normally at the very back of the crowd, I feel quite awkward and I wouldn't want to wouldn't want to join in with the sing-songy boys. Mm. I went hard for this one, boys. <laughs> it Bell goes off live. <laughs> Incredible. Mm-hmm. And that's all I wanted to say. Fair play. I can imagine. Yeah, it feels like one of those songs. I'm oh, actually, right. I thought as well. I don't like albums that fade out. See, I don't like songs that fade out. I find a fade out is a cheap way of ending a song, but I think it works here. Fade yeah. out, more like cop out. Ooh. Hey-o. 
I do think it works in this one. I think there's a there's a few songs, another song actually, that is an album ender that fades out, is Exhausted by Foo Fighters off the self-titled album, the debut album. And I think that's another one where it works in much the same way as this, where it just kind of fades out because it's that ending is such like a nice moment on the album that I think to have it like resolve would be would sort of cheapen it and maybe yeah. make you think like that it you know it, it does end I think it's nicer to have it kind of just yeah just I think trail yeah. off a lot of I, I've had a lot of issue with fade outs in the past I mm-hmm. just I don't like um, but and, and I completely understand where you come from with that uh, but like it it sort of is a thing of a lot of people just use it quite badly. Mm. It, I, I'll it, tell you it who's, can be used to really good effect. I'll tell you who's the worst for it, and it really pains me to say this because I absolutely love him. John Mayer. Please just write an ending. Stop Look, fading out. The man should learn his lyrics first. <laughs> Alright, you you've been going off about this since we watched him do neon. Get wrecked. <laughs> I knew that in wind your thought. <laughs> I love John Mayer, but he fades out songs and it what I really annoys me. Is mm. I'll talk about bands I like and you're all like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And Jim will talk about bands he likes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dan. Spike likes Frank Turner and John Mayer. And every time he mentions them, we just rip. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's why I'm really scared to do any of their albums for this podcast because you guys are like, nah. Because <laughs> I was thinking of doing Continuum. But I was like, I really like that album. I don't want to hear it get absolutely dragged. Uh, he's, he's good. Like, there's no denying that John Mayer is a very talented musician. It's just that he's he's an arsehole and he doesn't learn his (laughs) lyrics. Well, you're entitled to your opinion. Uh, That's not opinion. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure by this point it is well-known fact that John Mayer is an arsehole. And he accepts it himself. Well, I'll I'll pick a John Mayer album and we'll talk about this. Do the one that's got slow dancing in a burning room. Continuum. That's Continuum, yeah. Such good that's a great Bingo. tune. Clearly ripped off Joji. Right. Let's move on to Skin Without Burns. Bones, uh, clearly ripping off the Foo Fighters here. <laughs> I was going to make that joke, and I was like, "That's a rubbish joke." I'll <laughs> <laughs> oh, make uh, it for you. <laughs> nice right. one. I don't know if I really have a lot to say about Skin Without Bones. No. Mm-hmm. I Likewise, I think it just sort of fades into the background of the album. I think I've said mm. that about another song earlier, but this one really does sort of yeah. doesn't could, stand out. You could probably switch this in and out with like any three out of that run of three that we've mentioned yeah. were kind of a bit yeah, I think so. on the same tone and, and you, I don't think the album would suffer from it. I think mm-hmm. it's still a good song because I think there's one takeaway that I don't think anyone could deny is that they're all really good musicians. Clearly. Oh, yeah. God, yeah. They're definitely talented. Um, which, I, again, I wasn't expecting from what I thought was going to be an emo record going into <laughs> it because my version, my thoughts of emo... It's very, very limited. It's literally... Early 2000s. That there's two you thought types. Three Cheers for Sweet Revenge was a band. Yeah, I did. I did. <laughs> uh, so I had like just two uh, ideas of what emo was with My Chemical Romance and then that one song by American Football with that really cool riff. What's it called? Like Never... I don't know the name. Like, I think Never, never Begin or something like that. I can't remember what. Um, so... Marek's yeah. world is falling apart right now. <laughs> you know what? Um, American football and modern baseball are two bands that I get 
mix of all time and I don't listen to either of them. <laughs> so I'm out. Yeah. <laughs> well, all I'll say is I was I was pleasantly surprised and I think again. I don't have loads to say again because I've listened to this song maybe once by accident. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it's clear that they're just really good at what they do, especially the drummer. Yeah. When you made the point about um the map change fading out and then pivot ending and oh wow there's more mm-hmm. fuck don't listen to it mm-hmm. that wouldn't be so bad if this song was better yeah I think yeah. if this song was different would be mm. enough if it sounded a bit different to everything else in the album like I think My Chemical Romance did it with uh, Blood the extra oh, track on yeah. uh, Black Parade mm-hmm. it was just something really random and weird at the end that I think mm-hmm. so it was quite nice but this is it could have been anywhere in the album mm-hmm. yeah I don't Definitely. know if this is a band that would do acoustic tracks, but I feel like an acoustic track would be welcomed here. Yeah. I can't think of ever hearing them do an acoustic yeah, song. I can't, I, I can't imagine I can, seeing I them I can do completely it. understand that they're not that type of band, but... Or maybe even like an interlude. Yeah, like a, yeah that would mm, be... Because they clearly show they can do creepy sounds yeah. with yeah. Uh, the intro to Religion of Speed. Yeah. Something like that, you know, just to break it up. Maybe even a skit. Why not? Skit. <laughs> if he's, you know, if he says he's witty, then people haven't had skits. <laughs> Chuck a couple of. Need more of that. Yeah. To be fair, check a skit on your album, Dan. Yeah. Will do. Skip. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no, I don't think much of this one either, particularly. Um, no. I do enjoy the uh, "Get Me a Voodoo Doll." I think that's quite funny. Mm-hmm. But meh. Yeah. Here's what it is. I guess we just move on to the next one then. So yeah. The last. Oh, uh, have I given you a list number on this? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, sorry. You got two uh, spots so left. So you got four and nine left. Cool. What's number 13? Uh, Fear and Trembling. Not anymore, it ain't. Okay. Is everything, <laughs> everything moving, moving up? up? Yeah. Fair enough. Not the worst, mm-hmm. but it's, mm-hmm. it's. I think that's fair. Enough. It's one of those things where it can be the detriment of something if it's not like bad but forgettable. I think its issue is like. I do like it, and when it comes on, I don't skip it. It's just, I think, in context, I have to remember that it comes after Map Change, and it's, it's an extra song. And yeah. It's 13, yeah. Yeah, please. What's the name of it? Yeah, Skin Without Bones. Skin. It just reminds me of uh, David Firth's theory, Skin Without Men. I don't know if anyone watches David Firth. His nope. he did he did so much more than Salad Fingers. I highly. Oh, remember. that's the guy that did oh, Salad the Fingers. The guy who did Salad Fingers. Also, the guy who filmed Devo. Devo. The guy that filmed the Devo. Guy. The guy who filmed did Devo did Salad. MC Devo work. Devo work. <laughs> Do you think it's dead? Poor Devo. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Devo. Devo. Primary school teacher. Oh. Ah, but yeah. I mean, in fairness, we, we reap what we sow with that one. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be MC Devo and teach kids. I don't know what you're expecting. <laughs> oh, <fucking laughs> he did tours. I'd say MC Devo's got an album, hasn't he? Yeah, he did tours. Oh, boys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she did a shout out <laughs> video uh, for my mate uh, Dom. We've got to do an MC Devo album. Uh, <laughs> nah. Summertime April 1st. April 1st. Oh, no, let's <laughs> yeah. not do that. Uh, all right. Uh, so next song. Nothing Visible, Ocean's Empty. Yeah. Ocean Empty. Sorry. Not all of them. Visible, uh, yeah. what? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing visible, ocean empty. Uh, I I think it's not a controversial thing to say. I think it's kind of a weaker way to win the album. Uh, 
Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. I mean, considering this only, you know, for the deluxe version. Yeah. I think that one should have been on the album as opposed to Coin As I Say or Just As Real. I'd agree that. with that. Yeah. In that lump, this is a better one of... Yeah, those. yeah. It would break up. It would break them up. Mm. Definitely. I think one thing that's quite interesting to note is I was listening to that, especially the opening riff, and I think for a band that is, what, like 20 years old, did we say, they're doing a really good job at staying relevant because that riff sounded like it could have been Issues, it sounded like it could have been Bring Me The Horizon. You know, it's it's not... It, it sounds modern, like it sounds fresh. Mm. Um, when I was Googling them, one of the articles that picked up was... Um, that every time I die proves perseverance, uh, perseverance pays off. Mm-hmm. I think, especially with this album. Definitely. I mean, the Beatles never wrote riffs like this. <laughs> <laughs> no, they didn't. It's true. Oh, God. Just getting back Imagine how much water. bigger the Beatles could have been. If, about, if, if you could name all the members of Every Time I Die and not the Beatles. I can only name Keith Buckley. There, that's that's fine. Know, that's fine. God. Generally speaking with bands, I couldn't even tell you all the members of my chem. Like I, I can't name band. I'd be surprised so. if you can name me all the members of Scavengers. <laughs> uh, there's me. <laughs> uh, does anyone else really matter? <laughs> uh, oh, that's our sponsor. In a in a year's time, if this is still going, I want to come back to the Beatles. I'll have <laughs> <laughs> just give him another test every you. day before like we record the next like a year from now every day before we go to film this podcast I'm going to listen back to episode one do not well it can be like memento you're going to write it <laughs> you know my, my next tattoo I tell you what we should do as like a Christmas special we should have like Marek's pop quiz <laughs> we just could test him on stuff that anyone should know <laughs> I'll just yeah. see how much Honestly, you know like do it. who was Elvis Presley <laughs> Elvis Presley ain't nothing but a hound dog. Hey, ain't okay. nothing but a corn dog. Uh, you passed that one. Also, he was uh, there was a it was like um oh god it was some sort of politically correct uh, info rap that someone put out. I think it was uh, it was the guys from Third Base, and one of the lines is they say Elvis Presley, but they need to like extend it so they say Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley, <laughs> and it is the most horrendous thing I've ever heard in my entire That's life. Sick. I'm gonna start calling him Elvis Presley. <laughs> <laughs> I think if you extend like syllables like that, sometimes it can work quite nicely. But Elvis Presley is <laughs> abhorrent. <laughs> so, there's a song I quite like that goes uh, "Drink like a fish, smoke like a chimney." chimney? I quite enjoy that, but yeah, oh, not I'm happy with chimney. Like, Chimney's yeah. all right. You've yeah. you've got all that Mary Poppins shit. So Will Varley right. there for me. I just as far as old artists go, uh, Obis Parsley doesn't really do much for me. <laughs> <laughs> Elvis Parsley. <laughs> oh boy. Alright. Um You know, if we do an Elvis song, what I'll do is Elvis. for that I will I will make Elvis. I will make us Jimmy. the Elvis sandwich because it is the weirdest sounding thing. It's what? peanut butter and bacon. I say, didn't he die oh. in the sandwich? It's peanut butter and bacon <laughs> fried like French toast. Oh Jesus okay. Christ. Oh, no. Uh so this track <laughs> <laughs> this track yeah where's um, this going I don't back know. onto you, it you had something to say about the lyrics did you or it's just um, you wanted to discuss them because you like them so. oh, there, there, to be fair actually yeah there's one specific lyric in this um, which is one of my not for the content of the lyrics but the the delivery of mm-hmm. it's one of my favourite lyrics on the whole album um, it's the line I lit a match and threw it into the garden yeah and it took Oh, it took. <laughs> There's really nothing yeah. to that. 
But listen to that lyric, it's especially the way he's like, yeah, oh, <laughs> just gets me. I'm like, oh, that's fucking cool, boys. Perfectly. <clears throat> um, yeah, this is this song is just one. It's a better version of the sections quite yeah. a slog. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's like, ah, oh, why couldn't that have been on the album? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I'd agree with that. Mm. Oh, I think Where so. does it go on the list? Oh yeah, it's the only so remaining slot. That's in. It's uh, quite a high slot, and it's like, you're not changing anything around. That's number four. There you go. Okay, do you want wow. to give us a, a little rundown? So we have 2016's "Low Teens" by Every Time I Die. Uh, in order of which Marek disliked so, most first uh, at number 15 got 1977 followed by Religion of Speed and we got Skin Without Bones Fear and Trembling <laughs> uh, I forgot the name again but I've put Cult in it oh, uh, <laughs> I didn't want to join your stupid cult anyway that's the one uh, The Coin Has a Say at number 10 and we got C++ Petal Glitches Six is an awful lot. Uh, just, just as real, but, but not, not as brightly lit. lit. That's that's the one. Uh, and nothing visible. And for the top three, we have two summers. It remembers, and for the 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 greatest song on the album, according to Marek Ball, map change. I think that's agreed. I think that's a very uncontroversial a opinion. List. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The album suffers near the like. Seven, eight, nine, Mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sort of as yeah. as a overall. What do we think of the album? Uh, yeah. Do you want to go first? I mean, everyone knows I love this album. So. Yeah. yeah. Um, I would say I definitely enjoyed it, and there were definitely songs that stood out to me that I will listen to from now on. But mm-hmm. as an album, I found myself getting quite tired out yeah. by the end of it, especially with the deluxe edition. I, mm-hmm. I'd say a pretty similar thing, I guess. Um, again, it. it opens with a song that I have absolutely no idea what it's doing there <laughs> uh, but then follows that up with quite a lot of enjoyable tracks uh, and then lulls for a bit and then comes back with, with map change and it's quite impressive for an album that I thought I'd absolutely detest mm-hmm. I thought you'd absolutely detest it so uh, I'm impressed yeah, no, I, you have to try harder next time <laughs> well this this is <laughs> I'll be honest, that's why I wanted to, to do this podcast because I don't listen to this stuff enough to know whether I just genuinely like it or not. I don't give it the time of day, so... Little slice deep law, boys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. okay. Should we move on to our topics? Well, I, I want to hear song? what Jim thinks yeah, about yeah. it. Oh, oh, yeah. yeah. Even I thought <laughs> <Sorry, Jim. laughs> <laughs> jumped right out of you. I think I really enjoyed reliving a bit of like high school, sixth form, post-hardcore fan, me. <laughs> Um, I think I don't listen to much heavy music anymore most of the time because I don't have the energy to do it. I feel <laughs> like old. yeah, exactly. Not a young, not a young lad anymore. Um, but I, I really enjoyed it. I think first listen through, I wasn't sure if I was going to like it. I really wasn't sure if you were going to like it because we listened <laughs> to it in the car on the way back and were both a bit miserable by the end of the <laughs> album. Um, but having said that, like now there's definitely songs off there that will go into like playlists that I have and um, there are, I would say now if I saw them at a fe- if they were on a festival bill there would be a reason for me to go to that festival yeah. oh I assure you they are one of one of the best live bands I've ever seen mm-hmm. up there with uh, Crossfaith mm-hmm. you ever see every time I die on a lineup check them out worth it very good sound wonderful mm-hmm. that about rounds that off then mm-hmm. should uh, we jump to the new releases 
Yeah, or, jumped in the new releases. I oh, the, what we've been listening to. Yeah, uh, recommendations. Yeah. Yeah. I'm recommendations. happy to go first if everyone else needs a second. Uh, uh, I'm sure, ready, but I've, I've, yeah, go on. Yeah, okay, cool. Well, I it's not really much of a new release at all, and it's not really anything groundbreaking to say. But Frank Ocean, I got put onto Frank Ocean by uh, someone I used to work with. Uh, her name's Elise, um, and it is. It's Channel Orange was the album. I tried to listen to Blonde, which was the second one, which mm-hmm. I think is more popular. I yeah, think that's that's what the one I I know of. Yeah, um, I think Channel Orange is the first one, and Blonde is his second one. But Channel Orange really good, and there's a song off that called Sweet Life, which is like it just does this really good chorus, Zach and, Cody, yeah. and it kind of <laughs> huh of Zach and Cody, yeah. <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> Are we not above that? No, um, no, God, no, no. Oh, yeah, I don't know why I said that. Um, <laughs> Absolutely, we don't no even running in my life, boys. <laughs> it's just like it's. There's a lot of the songs on the Frank Ocean album that are maybe a little bit too poppy, but at the same time, you get the sense that he's someone who appreciates, you know, good music, maybe traditional music, things like jazz, things like, mm-hmm. you know, um, maybe a bit of soul something like that and there's there's little tinges of that throughout this song so sweet life by frank ocean oh, i love frank ocean mm-hmm. he's really it's great voice as well oh incredible mm-hmm. so yeah. that's mine because spike only likes artists called frank <laughs> <laughs> that's a bit of a trend coming he's along i love Not... uh, john turner and frank Mir. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um well for me um because i was a for me, mine would be like the pick of a band I didn't really know until I went to Reading. Mm-hmm. And it was just, it was the first band I saw on the, I think it was even the first day. So it's the only one you remember. Yeah, exactly. Because <laughs> <laughs> the heat stroke got to me from there. Oh, sure. But <laughs> and the alcohol. <laughs> it was, um, I, they just said, I made mine just like, oh, do you want to just come, come along anyways? Might be fun. Mm-hmm. So I went and saw Seagulls, mm-hmm. who were, really good i had such a good time listening to them and if i have to recommend someone i'll say uh call me out because mm-hmm. they they're just sort of quite indie but yeah. a lot of fun and i've heard I really had a good the time. name i've heard some really good things to yeah sea girls by the way not seagulls that was gonna be my question like just sea to clarify girls seagulls not yeah. seagulls yeah, yeah. <laughs> that confused me for a bit <laughs> also, just um, about reading stealing everyone's chips <laughs> who else was Did good it? uh anderson pack was pretty sick at reading uh, oh, that'd be, oh, I wish that I was, that was that tasty. Amazing. That was absolutely oh, tasty. Watching him play the drums and just sort of yeah. bob with it. Oh. Anderson Pack and Joji, I'm gutted I've missed. And Mayday Parade, they covered Mr. Brightside. Joji <laughs> doing Slow Dancing in the Dark is the most packed that tent was all weekend. Mm-hmm. And having the entire audience scream the last chorus was <laughs> insane. Mm. I think he did play to the crowd a little too much because he kept going, hey, what's up, Brennan? And everyone was going, yeah. <laughs> We already did that bit. Yeah. <laughs> but he was he was great. Everyone I saw was great. And there goes my voice. Yeah. <laughs> Had a really good time and I swallowed half of Reading because all the dust was in the air. Yeah. Reading was beautiful. <laughs> okay, that's, that's yeah, Seagulls is mine. Cool. Also um, listen to the new Frank Turner album. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I'll, I'll go with um, the, the boys in the Night Cafe have released the debut album uh, mm-hmm. on Friday. Mm-hmm. 0151. Mm-hmm. The, the area code for for Liverpool. 
Liverpool. Liverpool. Um, Jesus, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was my attempt, all right. I can't do accents. I don't know the Beatles. <laughs> you could just fuck right off of this podcast. You're never going to get let into this. <laughs> I don't want me. I don't want to go. never make it in this uh, industry. Yeah. I support Liverpool's, their football team. Liverpool's but. lovely, though. Liverpool's the best city, best in, the city in the world. Best city in the world, I. Liverpool. That's my um, best attempt, okay. That's. Mm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but uh, Lads in the Night Cafe released debut album 18 track album there's a few interlude tracks and and intro tracks and stuff. I say, they yeah. were also at Reading and I missed them because I was doing the Vans stage dive experience well, nice <laughs> they are coming to Tramshed next month and if you wanted to go see them I'd highly recommend it I mean, because they are absolutely class they're one of the best indie bands going at the moment mm. Sounds amazing live as well. Yeah, sounds really good live. The production on that album is <sighs> so good. The drums sound crisp. I'm so jealous. Like, <laughs> there's a song on it called Please, mm-hmm. and it opens with like a little drum intro. Mm-hmm. And me and Jim are in the car listening to it, and that starts, and we just went, Whoo! Yeah. <laughs> I, I didn't recognize it immediately, and I was like, who is this band that have yeah. like the, the nicest set of drums and the best <laughs> mic in I've ever heard? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's Night Cafe. Uh, but no, album's class start to finish. Um, this is like my genre. So mm-hmm. I, I've got big bias, and, and especially towards these lads, because ev- everything that they've done, I've, I've been a big fan of. So mm-hmm. yeah, the Night Cafe. Check them out. Two, right? Right, uh, I gotta go for my friends. The band called Junior dropped uh, their album "Beautiful Life" uh, mm-hmm. two weeks ago. We got not too long ago. Thirteen songs of just it's it's one of the better albums released from our or one of the better releases from our local scene. I think in a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, super varied, a lot of things because they're categorically they're a pop punk band. Yeah, uh, but there's not that much pop punk on this album, which mm-hmm. is pretty cool to say. Um, yeah. Still blows my mind that Andrews is in that. <laughs> of course, Mark Andrews, uh, NXT. I don't know NXT UK at the moment. I'm yeah. a, a big wrestling fan, and the lead singer is a very good UK wrestler, and he's done some incredible stuff. And he's also in this band that is like really local. Also, we're knowing every time I die, I'm actually really into wrestling. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they've got wrestlers at uh, Tid the season. Oh, hang on. We'll fix it in post point. <laughs> Alright, we're going. Um, yeah, Brick by Brick is the theme for... Is it called NXT TakeOver? NXT TakeOver, which one? I don't know. <laughs> TakeOver is a pay-per-view, so they'll do new... It's pay-per-view. one of them. I, I can imagine them doing it. <laughs> anyway, Brick by Brick is the theme. And also, one is it Triple H? Triple H. Like, he's a wrestler I knew as a kid, and you've got... There's a clip of him just going, shout out to Junior with the new NXT yeah. theme or something. And oh like, my god. I know that guy. Blows my mind. That's cool. Um, it's the game. And then track five. It's all about the game. <laughs> Who's the... Is that? Oh, Triple H's theme. That's Triple H. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It's Not all about the big show. It's, it's the big Wee. show. <laughs> when the Tower Falls, track five, is <clears throat> that opening riff. Ah, uh, the chorus. Just go listen to it. Mm-hmm. There you go. That's my recommendation for the week. Okay. Marry cool. the local music hero. Well, I do. <laughs> I appreciate I that. Do you have your album? Yes, and oh. I think what we should do is do uh, a big reveal because there's a song off this album that I think everyone will know instantly. So if we maybe do a drum roll, I, and then I we'll think go straight I have a feeling it. of what it is. Do you want to end on the stinger? Um, no, we don't have to, but if we do a drum roll, we'll go into it, Ready? and then we'll come back and maybe talk about it. Ooh.
So okay. wow, that was a... <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So that's the album that I'm going to be picking for my first pick. Uh, Songs for the Deaf uh, by Queens of the Stone Age. I think it came out around the time that they were probably, I would have said, the the just like the hottest band going, like literally just like a band on fire. Yeah. It was when they had possibly the best lineup, the one with... Uh, Nick Oliveri, although he's a piece of shit, and <laughs> Dave Grohl on drums, which speaks for itself. Um, loads of bangers in it. There's also a few songs that I've not, can't really say I've heard, so there's stuff for me to get yeah, into. Yeah, I only really into. know that no one knows and, mm-hmm. and go with the flow. For something that is, I think, you know, people who maybe, you know, are aware of rock music or listen to rock music might be able to say, oh, Song for the Deaf, yeah. that's a really good album. There's a lot of stuff on there that people won't have actually heard yeah. in a way that it's it's got a lot of legs to it. Um, 16 tracks, that might be a deluxe one, but yeah. So you sort of catch Marek's face when you said it's got a lot of legs. You sort of, <laughs> it's sort of very of quizzical look. <laughs> Took me a second to read that. I, have a, um, I had a, when I was in college, I had a... A lot of legs. <laughs> a lot of legs when I was in college. <laughs> Let me tell you, Spike the Spider, they used to call me. Um, but no, one of our tutors, and big shout out to Alan, he's incredible he taught me a lot but also he had this really weird habit of whenever you played him a song you're doing you come in and go oh it's got legs boys it's got legs it's got <laughs> legs there you go that's who i took it off clearly me and alan <laughs> go with the, the flow way, is a banger yep. go with the flow is a great no yeah. one knows i am so bored of that song i'm excited for this you I might really have fresh ears when you hear it in the context of an album yeah, exactly. possibly i will say it's a little bit of a concept album in that it, ha- it has a theme oh, of just like you wait till the week after yeah <laughs> oh boy it has a theme of like um uh, a radio like a radio station show yeah. that kind of runs throughout that's cool um it's mainly in just like from what i can you remember can no one knows. yeah mm. yeah exactly um Oh, yeah. So it's got a little bit of something else that kind of gives it a bit more of a, a, a flow to go yeah. with. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you mentioned go with the flow. I would say at a rough guess, go with the flow is probably the s- sixth or seventh best song on there. So there's fun. a lot of other good songs Ooh. on there. Oh, cool. So right. Is it yeah. as long as this album? <laughs> uh, I'm not too sure. It'll be close, but I think a lot. Whoa, there's a few six minute songs, so maybe <laughs> 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 we'll enjoy that. Yeah, do sound. All right. Cool. Sweet. Well, I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Likewise. We'll, we'll plug the socials. Next week. Oh, yeah. Um, so I don't know why I'm bringing that up. I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, now we can plug our own socials. So go follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, hopefully, by the time this one comes out, it should be up on Apple Podcasts, um, Spotify. It's already up on google podcasts google uh, play store on the day that we're recording this Hell yeah. uh, we did have a few issues getting everything distributed but as i say should be all sorted by the time it goes out uh so yeah go follow us on all of them all the socials uh, at the little slice at the little slice it's pod on most the stuff. little slice pod on facebook and instagram yeah a little slice pod yeah i couldn't get Ooh. the little slice pod on twitter <sighs> okay. who the hell's taken the little slice pod it's too long Ah, oh, I was about to say, that's taken. Do you know what else is too long? Low teens, every time I die, the luck's <laughs> You're not wrong. Oh, <laughs> Thank God for that. <laughs> Before we go, I actually just want to see exactly how long it was. It's 50 minutes. It's really? 49 minutes. <laughs> actually. Shut up, Dan. <laughs> All right. Oh, oh. My album's 57. <laughs> All right. Well, ah, it's fine. It's not, nah, it's well, fine. you know. Thank you all for listening. Have a lovely yeah, week. Just listening. Uh, uh, don't eat yellow snow. Brush your teeth. 
Call me beard. Still feel weird. <laughs> <laughs> All right. In a bit. Bye. In a bit. Bye.